I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory, some kid is dreaming, and we're all stuck inside his wacky Broadway nightmare. I've got a theory, we should work this out. It's getting eerie, what's this cheery singing all about? It could be witches, some evil witches, which is ridiculous, because witches, they were persecuted, wicked, good, and love the earth, and women power, and I'll be over here. I've got a theory, it could be Barney's. I've got a theory. I'm just cute like everybody supposes. They got them happy legs and twitching little noses. And what's with all the carrots? What do they Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Buffy. We're just two boys watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for the first time giving our review, our reactions. We're your host. I am Joe Welke. I am Vance Tucker. Oh, it's a big one. It's a big one because we got that last name going, everybody. Uh, today we're talking about season six, episode seven, Once More with Feeling. Directed and written by Joss Whedon, original air date, November 6, 2001, to an audience of 5.44 million people. And before we get into the episode, everybody, we got a couple of sloppy Joe shout-outs. Shout-outs up in the friggin' heezy. Okay, we've got a shout-out for the first-time emailer, long-time listener, Beck Loves Boys Watching Buffy. From down under, mate. Hey, thank you for your five-star Spotify rating and all that jazz. And we also have another shout-out all the way from Merry Old England for Ash. Thank you, Ash, for your five-star rating on Spotify. Really appreciate that. And I believe, Vance, you have a shout-out to get to. Yeah, we have another five-star Spotify shout-out to Agent Quill on Discord. And also, Beck loves boys watching Buffy, also on Discord. Join oh, the Discord. There you go. Shout out to our Discord. You can join the Discord in our show notes if you want to get a sh- 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 shout out. Five-star Apple Podcasts rating and review or a five-star Spotify rating and then send it to us via some method at, uh, at Boys Watching Buffy on Instagram, boyswatchingbuffy at gmail.com or my DMs at Joe Elke. Um, yeah, uh, join our Patreon, patreon.com backslash boys watching Buffy, where we're doing boys watching Angel, boys watching movies, and Joe's Fashion Report slash Corner. Um, check out our merch. We got merch. There's a new freaking merch in town, everybody. Just released. Just, 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 just released. <laughs> Sloppy uh, Joe, are you today. okay? Sloppy Joe. Sloppy Joe's just overdriving right now, man. He is on fire. Uh, yeah, we just released a freaking new shirt and mug combo. We've had, we've heard the cries for espresso pumped merch. We got it, everybody. Espresso pumped the 
made up Mountain Dew flavor based off of the espresso pump coffee shop in Sunnydale from Buffy Verse. We made a logo for it. We made some merch for it. Um, shout out to our graphic designer who helped us out with this. Who? What was his name? Vance? Is his we gotta name everybody? We gotta I'm get so him. sorry. It's Ryan, right? <laughs> we got to get a <laughs> shout out to Ryan T. Eakins. And uh, he designed this uh, shirt, made it so much better than we could yeah. have ever imagined. And if you want to follow some of his work, check out at townies underscore show. Uh, he has an animated show on Instagram. It's basically a mean dive bar version of Cheers. And that's at townies underscore show. And we'll probably uh, share something on our uh, Instagram story so you can find it really easy. Hell yes. Shout out to Ryan for that beautiful espresso pumped merch. All right. With all of this out of the way, I feel like we, you and I, Vance, have been longing for this episode. We heard so much about this episode. We knew that it was a musical episode and we knew since it was a musical episode, we needed to get our musical expert on the show in order to break some of this stuff down with us. Ladies and gentlemen, Longtime guest appearer on the boys watching Buffy universe. Ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Walsh. Welcome to the program, Johnny. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who loves musicals as much as I do. <laughs> all right, Johnny, we always mess this up at the top of the program. Plug all of your stuff. Where can people find you? What are you up to? How can people get in touch? How can people follow you? What kind of stuff you got going on? Um, everyone, my name is Johnny Walsh, but you can find me on the interwebs and social media at Johnny the Girl with just one N. J-O-H-N-Y, the girl spelled normally. Uh, I have a website, johnnythegirl.com. Uh, there's lots of fun stuff on there. I wrote a children's book. You can peep that if you want. If you've got kids, if you know kids, if you are a kid at heart, you might like it. It's a tale of friendship and community and yarn for those of you who love to knit and crochet like me. Maybe that would be fun too. <laughs> um, other cool stuff I've got going on. My union is still on strike. So hopefully maybe by the time this airs, we won't be. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I have a monthly musical comedy show that takes place in Los Angeles the first Friday of every month. Uh, it is musical improv. We will create an entire musical before your very eyes. It will have made up scenes, made up songs, made up music, everything made up on the spot. Um, and that will be November 3rd. Yes, 3rd yeah. <laughs> at 9.30 p.m. at the clubhouse in Los Angeles. Um, I'm writing a one woman show, but you can't see that yet because it's not done. So when that's done, come see it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 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 And this is exactly why we had to have you on because Vance and I have came and checked out your musical improv shows uh, numerous times. They're fantastic. Cannot recommend them enough. And we were like, what more apropos guest? than Johnny Walsh for Once More with Feeling. Now, have you seen this episode of Buffy before, Johnny? I watched it two times today. Gosh darn. Because <laughs> I watched it once and then I immediately watched it again because I fucking loved it. <laughs> <laughs> 
This actually is like the one of the first times that I ever watched an episode twice because I watched it once the day before we were recording with my lovely girlfriend who loves this episode. It's the only episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that she has ever seen. So she has no idea the context <laughs> for anything that's going on. But she knew she was like, I know all the words to this. And I'm like, why? <laughs> But she was like, yeah, I, I, I love this episode. This episode's so legendary. So I watched it once with her. Then I watched it once again before we recorded and uh, took some notes. Really invested in this episode since I know it's such a classic. It's such a I've seen even before we started doing this podcast, I've seen people like share articles written about this episode and and how legendary it is. And I wanted to hopefully do it justice on the pod. So, Vance, did you watch it two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times? I guess I'm the only person on this podcast that only watched it once. Maybe <laughs> I watched it maybe half of it. <laughs> no, I took enough notes to have watched it twice. I'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a lot of notes here yeah. as well. Um, I, have, so. I have to say this, though. Our prediction was wrong. Yeah. Our not the, tri way not the trio that causes this. Which is yeah, fine. there was a yeah. second where I thought it might be the trio. Yeah. But then it wasn't. No, they're uh, not even in this. Yeah, no. Uh, but still very entertaining, very entertaining stuff going on. But it does not mean I don't have questions. <laughs> I have one big question, but I was, I must say I love this episode. It's great. The music's great. The uh, arrangements, everything. So I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing Johnny dive into more of that and us diving into the story and all of it. Yep. Yeah. I also have one one very big question, which sure. is okay. how did someone create such a perfect episode of television? <laughs> <laughs> no notes. I took no notes. You know why? You don't need them when there's perfection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so me and Joe, let's dive into our notes. Yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, there we go. All right. So this episode opens up with a whole hell of a lot of recap and about what's going on in the world of Buffy. We get a Spike being in love with Buffy recap. We get a Buffy being raised from the dead recap. We get Buffy telling Spike that she was ripped out of heaven uh, recap. We have Dawn being a thieving, conniving thief recap. We have Xander and Anya getting engaged recap. And then we also have a recap of Willow and Tara's fight that Willow used a mind control forget spell uh, on Tara to make her forget about the argument ever even happening. Uh, so that is that was a big old recap. And then we just launch right into it with these specialized uh, custom intro that is the Buffy theme song. But everyone's face is like in the moon and it's very old school, like Casablanca style, that kind of like singing in the rain type of intro. Mm -hmm. And it was just delightful. I kind of wish that I didn't know. Like it, when I was when I saw mm -hmm. that, I was thinking about like if you just went in and didn't know anything about what this episode was going to be like, if you didn't see any previews for it, and then you just saw what was going on, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? 
<laughs> Remember there was that episode that we were watching where we had to go back. I think it was the finale of last season where we had to watch the beginning over and over again because we weren't sure we skipped ahead. Because <laughs> they yeah, tried to do yeah. like, a little flashback, <laughs> that like, throwback to season one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so the episode actually opens with a nice little musical interlude. We get a shot of Buffy with her alarm clock. The alarm clock goes off. Buffy wakes up. Uh, we're panning around Buffy's house and we got Tara making the bed with Willow and Tara picks up her pillow and notices the forget flower that Willow put under her pillow, uh, which I didn't know that was part of the spell, but I guess it needs to be always on Tara. Oh, I don't think it has to always be on her. I think it's just because she, she found it underneath Willow's side of the bed. Oh, it's just what she right. used right. and she carried it in the bed. So, yeah. But uh, then Buffy's just staring at her alarm. Xander and Anya are researching like wedding, they're reading a wedding magazine and, and everybody's like hanging around the magic box and all that jazz. And is it a lovely little opening number to get you acquainted with all of the characters and happenings and locations we will see potentially in Sunnydale. No words have been spoken yet in this. It's just all musical so far. And I was like, all right, well, this is a little odd. How are they going to get into like the sing songiness of this whole thing? <laughs> Dive right in. <laughs> like, okay. This is a little Disney like, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. I, wait, hold on a second. So Johnny, do you remember, do you know any of like the you know like the context of a lot of the stuff that's going on in this episode or were, did, was the recap enough to recap you <laughs> no not even a chance uh, <laughs> so i watched i mentioned that i watched this episode twice uh obviously because i loved it because it was perfect television but also for a second reason which is that the first time i watched it i was like really focused on what was happening and like couldn't quite grasp everything that was happening so i was like okay like focusing on every line of every song to the point where like when you hyper focus like that you miss a lot of stuff mm -hmm. um yeah. so after i finished the episode i pulled up the wikipedia page for like this episode only and it gave like a pretty good like rundown of everything that matters for this episode um and then once i did that i rewatched it and then I was like so joyful because I was like, well, I know everything that's happening. Oh, this is a wonderful song. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff going on in these songs. And and I, I mean, I usually watch with closed captions on and like I had to watch it twice to be like, OK, let me really get into the nitty gritty here about all the context and all the lines and all the jokes. Like there's so many jokes flying around, too. Yeah. But, I think I, I think I'm just better at watching TV than you two are. So I was just able to get on. it all right from the beginning. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> not not going to dignify that with a response. So, so then I'll take your silence the... as uh as as praise. Yeah, well, uh go birds. So there you go. Yes, yes, the ravens are doing well. Yes, the <gasps> Orioles were the number one seed in the AL. <laughs> anyway, uh, so then we get the first actual sung song. We have Buffy 
goes and she goes to like train with Giles and then she shows up and she's now on patrol in the graveyard and she's walking around and she starts to sing a song and it's all about how she kind of is just going through the motions. She doesn't really uh, feel alive anymore. And uh, there's a lot of like good visual gags too, where there's a line where she says uh, something doesn't penetrate her heart as she's staking a vampire, which so good. Uh, And then the demons can also tell the demons start getting in on this sing songy action. They can tell that Buffy's going through the motions as well. And one of the demons is like singing about it as Buffy like stabs it. And he says, ow, he sings ow as he's like dying. And Buffy's talking about how she doesn't feel alive and nobody really cares. And she doesn't feel emotions really anymore. And she saves some uber sexy guy. And he's like, hey, how do I repay you? And she's like, get the, uh, I don't care, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And this is the song, the only song. Because I was led to believe by my girlfriend that she knew all the words to all of these songs. This is the only one. That she knew any of the words to. And then the rest of the episode, <laughs> she was asking me questions about, who is that? That She thought that Spike was Angel. She was like, is that Angel? And I was like, no, that's Spike. And she's like, well, then who's Angel? I was like, he's on, his whole, he's on the third season of his own show right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another reason why I had to watch it twice. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> but great kickoff song. I thought Sarah Michelle Geller. I, I was also going into this episode a little worried about some of these people's singing voices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some warranted, some unwarranted. Yep. Sarah Michelle Geller, I feel like held her own. She held her own. She's not the best, but she held her own. I really like the uh, the the vampires in this one, the vampires and yeah. monsters, and their their like addition to the song in this really worked out. Yeah. But, you know, they're probably just performers. They're more musical performers that they were hired for the day. So, of course, they're going to be a little better, you know? Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I was a little bit nervous at first because we didn't know how all of the singing and song magic was going to happen. I was was really excited that it was like a solo from Buffy. And it was like a Mm -hmm. one song nonetheless, which is like, I'm going through the motions and... I'm not really feeling anything, but she's like, I want to live. And like, she kind of like wants to. It's like, oh, this is her want song. So like maybe hopefully by the end of this, we'll see that she does want to live or like she'll live or like whatever. Right. Like you kind of like I'm like, oh, they're setting this up. This is going to be the first act and she's going to feel this way. And and we get like established right away that this is her story. Obviously, it's the show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But (laughs) this is this is. Whatever else happens in this episode, we know that, like, this is the main thing we're going to come back to no matter what, because it's setting it up right away that it's her. And mm-hmm. it's... Yes. And I was a little bit, oh, God, are they going to do an opening number? Because I've seen opening numbers that are not wonderful. <laughs> and I was really happy that they made the choice not to do that. And to, yeah. like, have the opening number just be her thing and establish everything up, like, very neatly yeah. right away. Yeah, and it like very succinctly uh, tells like her perspective and where she's at in the story of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm-hmm. Like it's very good, and the monsters and demons that she's fighting like even add a little bit of like something to it, where they're like, "Yeah, we can also kind of tell that you're just kind of going through the motions, and you don't have you don't have that swing." And she's like, "Thanks for noticing." Yeah, it's just like 
Okay, this is a great opener for the first like sung song. And and it works on another level of even if you took out all the lyrics of the song, if she just went out patrolling, something weird happens. Now she has something weird happen that she can bring to the group. And yeah. then you get the kickoff of like, what's the like issue that the episode has to solve? What's the monster of the week, basically? So it works yeah. on like multiple levels of that. And it, yeah, it's great. And also it's like a very like gloomy, sad song. Like she's mm-hmm. going through the motions because she's like depressed because mm-hmm. guys, she died. And yeah. then she was in heaven and then her friends ripped her away. <laughs> See, yeah. I know exactly yeah. what's happening. So obviously <laughs> she's like, she's like a little depressed. I would be too yeah. if my yeah. friends ripped me away from heaven. But I think by bringing in those like other vampires that she's fighting off, it gives it like a little bit of comic relief where you're not mm-hmm. just like, oh God, this is, she's like just depressed. There's like, yeah. this is, oh no. I think there was like a nice balance to it where it's like you still felt overwhelmingly like, yes, this is sad and she has to figure it out. But like, oh, good. Like, here's some like singing vampires or like, ow, and like fall away. <laughs> and you're like, oh, thank God I can laugh. Like, right. She's struggling, yeah. but there's something to laugh at here. This is a staple of just Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Just that tonal balance of serious stuff. Like this whole episode deals with some of the most serious stuff. And it's also delightfully fun and funny. At the same time. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the vampires noticing that Buffy's going through the motions. It even opens up the wider story because in in this season so far, like, everybody that's around Buffy is noticing, like, hey, you're not acting, like, normal. You're not as, like, effervescent. You're not as uh, emotional as you used to be. And it's like, oh, okay, well, that's just her friends that are noticing. Maybe they are still, like, feeling some type of way about Buffy dying and, and resurrecting her. But then when it opens up and it's like even the vampires and demons are like, you know, this isn't the same fervor that the Slayer used to have. <laughs> You're like, what's up? <laughs> demons with the She's death not having push. as much fun killing us as yeah, she used yeah. to. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I want to die to the hands of a really focused Slayer. Not- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She used to be quippy. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Now she's just singing. <laughs> Does she even want to kill me anymore? Like, I don't yeah. want my death to, like, not mean something. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so speaking of the wider universe, Buffy, it's the next day and she comes over to the magic box and all the Scoobies are there. We got, you know, Tara Willow, Xander, Anya, Giles, and Xander's doing some stupid bullshit with a donut and (laughs) gets called out by Anya immediately. (laughs) Uh, And then Buffy comes over to everyone. She's like, hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, Anybody have anything... uh, Weird happened to them last night. And they're like, uh, I don't know. And then Buffy's also like, is there any like monsters or demons or anything going on? And everyone's looking around like, no, not really. And Buffy's like, okay, so did anyone else last night just randomly break out in the song? And then everyone's like, I thought it was just me. I thought it was just me. And, and Giles is like murmuring to himself. He's like, Oh, yeah, that does explain, like, why I couldn't see that orchestra that was happening behind me. Like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, it was a little peculiar. I was singing with my guitar, but then an orchestra came out from nowhere. (laughs) And it was just a lovely, like, everybody realizing what's going on moment. Mm -hmm. They don't freak out enough. (laughs) They're just like, I know. They're more, like, relieved that it's happened to more than one person, but they're not like, oh, shit, this is a hush situation. We need to get on this really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then so they're all like, well, if we're all breaking out in a song, it wasn't just us. That means something obviously is going on. And then boom, we get our second song. It's a song about Giles and the Scoobies having a theory about what's going on. Giles has a theory that it might be some kind of demon. Uh, Xander has a theory that it might be witches, but no, witches are good and they care about the earth and they would never do this. Never mind. I'm going to go back over here. (laughs) Great. Just great. (laughs) Uh, Willow has a theory about, I, I forget what Willow's theory is, but then we get the best theory of all. We get Anya's theory that it is bunnies and everyone kind of looks at her funny and they try to move on with the song, but Anya is not done. She has a nice little rock breakdown about how terrible bunnies are, how much she hates bunnies. Why do they need to eat all of those carrots? Why do they need to see so good? They're weird little noses. And then everyone just kind of looks at her like, yo, what the fuck is up with you? And then she goes, or maybe it's midgets. <laughs> Which is fitting for Anya. She's that. Yeah. That's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny, don't know if you have the context for this, but Anya is afraid of bunnies. This is a well-established thing in Anya's character. And I she's didn't know. Very, very pro-capitalism. I didn't know about the bunny thing, but I was very into her branching off and just like shredding <laughs> about bunnies. I was like, yeah, fucking go. Yeah, uh, dude. It's also interesting different song structures because this is the stuff I nerd out about. But that song is I Have a Theory and it's a tagline. So in tagline songs, every person who sings usually starts the line with I Have a Theory and then they mm-hmm. sing about the theory. So Giles does it, Xander does it, Willow does it. And then there's a little, I think Anya does it. She's the thing about bunnies. There's a short break from it. And then it goes and Buffy gets to sing too. I have a theory. So it's like, cool. You don't see taglines all that often. Like somewhere over the rainbow is a tagline, but they're kind of tricky to do because everybody has to jump on to either the main first line or the main last line. So when I do see them, I get very excited because it means, oh, one person's done it. The second person's done it. Oh my God. Everybody's going to sing about whatever their theory is. It's very, yeah. I was like, I'm very nerding out about it, but very exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I love like the breakaway with Anya too, because it was such a change of pace. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the, it started out as this like pensive, like violin. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. And then Anya just. Dun, 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 dun. It's fucking bunnies. <laughs> Anya's kind of the unsung hero of this, uh, this musical episode a little bit. I think she does a really good job with the stuff she's given. Yeah. I mean, Anya fucking crushes in that yeah but uh so then we get around to uh buffy and buffy is like look i don't really care what it is her her kind of verse is like i don't really care what it is i just know that we can weather it together and we can do it all and then she also makes references about like how she's died twice yeah so like oh what's it gonna do kill us uh, i already died twice so who cares <laughs> i love that they cut and, the giles after she says that he's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> But this is kind of sowing the seeds as well for Giles' song later on because mm-hmm. it's kind of like Buffy's like, oh, whatever, we can all do it together. We're, we'll take care of whatever is making this happen together and we're always going to be there for each other. And we saw a couple episodes ago, Buffy was talking to Giles and she's, she said something like, oh, I'm just happy that you're always going to be here for me. You'll always be there for me. And Giles had this look of like, oh, I never said that. Uh, so now Giles is 
being reminded of that of being like oh yeah buffy thinks that we're all always going to be there for her but i mean i'm fucking leaving i'm i'm I'm, look at the credits i'm special guest star okay i'm not a part of this anymore (laughs) i was going to bring this up later but why does giles want to quit on buffy he just got reinstated as her watcher like did he not think how long was he there's no like cutoff to being like a wa- a Slayer's watcher and then being like, well, once you hit 20, I'm out of here. Like there's no, no all of a sudden he's like, wow, I wasn't planning on sticking around forever. I was like, but you also didn't want her to die. So what what was your deal? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what his deal is with yeah. this, but he wants out. Yep. He, he, he got a taste of freedom and now he's like, fuck these people. I got to <laughs> yeah. hang out with Xander more. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it is. He just doesn't want to be around those guys. Xander and Anya. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the song kind of concludes with uh, everyone being like, it doesn't matter. We'll get through it together. We'll face this hellish thing and we can tackle any problem. And Anya slowly sits down and she goes, unless it's bunnies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great little tag at the end of that song. But then they're all like, see, see, we just did it again. Like, that's fucking weird. That was disturbing. I don't like that. What's going on? And and Willow's like, I mean, I kind of liked it. I thought it was a little whimsical. I kind of enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's Anya who's like, well, is it just us who's breaking out in the song? Buffy goes outside and she goes to look and see if it's just them or if the whole city is broken out in the song. And she goes outside and there's a guy just singing straight to camera. They got the mustard out. And then the whole town is like doing a dance behind yeah. them. Buffy slams the door. And she's like, no, it's not just us. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great way to like what, uh, like what Johnny was saying earlier. That would have been the opening number of most things. Like that big whole Sunnydale town. But instead of like slowly building, you'd be like, oh, now it's the whole town reveal. Like that's more natural storytelling. Instead yeah. of like just forced musical, so it just works perfectly. Yeah, yeah, Perf- perfectly, per- per- perfectly, <laughs> perfect so, episode. They all kind of decide like, "Hey, we gotta figure out what's going on. Uh, let's start doing some research." And they open up their stupid books. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So as as they're doing research, uh, Dawn shows up. And Dawn comes in through the door and she's like, you guys, you'll never believe what happened at school today. And then they all turn around and go, did everybody break into song? And Dawn's like, uh, no, I gave birth to a pterodactyl. And then Anya's like, did it sing? (laughs) (laughs) That was a great line. Yeah. And then Don's like, all right, I guess you guys already realized that something weird's going on with the town. We were all singing in school. And then we're like, what did you sing about? And uh, she's like, oh, we sang about math. It was kind of lame. And then Willow and Tara decide like, hey, we're going to research on our own because we can't keep our hands off of each other because we need to smooch and kiss. And we got to go back home. We got another volume of text that needs to be researched back back at the house. We need We need to go back there. Don't question it. Don't don't question what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, Dawn is stealing a necklace. This is also a new, newly, not newly established, but newly brought back plot line of Dawn being a thief and a kleptomaniac. Yep. 
And uh, I also forgot to mention like earlier when the Scooby, when Buffy's like, hey, did anybody else break out in the song? Giles asks her, what did you sing about? Mm-hmm. And Buffy doesn't want to tell them because she's like, oh, I was thinking about how I don't want to fucking do this anymore and I don't feel anything and I'm going through the motions. So she's like, oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> also, also when Dawn comes in and she does that, we're like, oh, guess what happened at school? Like Buffy's the only one who doesn't look at her. And Buffy like continues looking down. And is like, oh, did everybody break out? And like, not even like a big deal. Won't even look at Dawn. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand the context of like why she was being so mean to her sister <laughs> until I read exactly what had transpired before Buffy died. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of Dawn. I-, I mean, Buffy loves Dawn, but I could see some <laughs> resentment going on. <laughs> There's there's a lot. There's a lot going yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of feelings that get brought to the surface in musical form. Well, <laughs> you know, the whole premise of a musical is that your emotions are so strong, you just can't even express them without song. That's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah, getting that it. mustard stain out of that shirt, you have to sing it. Yeah, that's that important. You do, because he was so excited that they got the mustard out of his shirt that he had no way to express his level of excitement except in the power of song. Yep. <laughs> Demons. I break out in a song constantly. Guys, drink drink my Kool-Aid. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> We're all on the same page. We all like this episode. This is Good. different than when we do the movies. <laughs> You know, I this know, isn't, I this isn't like, the craft to bring it on. Two perfectly made films. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Boys watching movies featuring Johnny. <laughs> so anyway, Willow and Tara decide they're going to go home. They're going to research. They're going to go find their volume of... Uh, so we cut to where Willow and Tara actually go. They go to a park and they're like, dude, why would we want to spend our time researching? That shit's lame. Because it's a perfectly sunny day. It's a lovely park. And two guys walk by and Willow's like, and two fucking guys just checked you out, Tara. And Tara's like, wee-wee, two guys checked me out. Wee-wee, that's so weird. They they checked me out. I'm a nobody. Nobody ever checks Tara out. And Willow's like, you serious? Girl, you're smoking hot, girl. You're smoking hot, girl. And then uh, Tara launches into what, for the first 85% of this song, is my favorite song of this episode. And I've had it stuck in my head all goddamn day. Mm -hmm. It is a song about Tara living in the shadows, and she's never had any kind of attention taken to her until Willow came around. And now, and this is like double entendre city, baby. This whole thing, this whole scene is triple entendres later. Yeah. Yeah. So Willow is just like kind of gazing as Tara. And also Tara, great voice. Wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting this. Yeah. She's she's definitely the surprise, I would say, of this. Yeah. Yeah. Great singing voice. Can I ask a Joe's Fashion Corner question? Bro, oh, you thank God. Don't, bro, <laughs> thank God. don't even get me fucking started. Are they on going to these. a Ren Fair? What is bro, happening? Bro, I took so many screenshots of these two. You're you're gonna have to turn in the fashion report slash corner is gonna be like 25 minutes long because of this. <laughs> this episode has some of the wackest outfits I've ever seen. 
<laughs> Especially these two. I was like Tara, Tara and oh, Willow. What is Tara wearing? Why? Tara has this fucking like aqua uh corset that she's wearing over top of like an orange uh like peach dress and boy oh boy i remember when i first saw this episode i was sitting there on the couch and i went i i stopped immediately and went oh the fashion report's gonna be good this week <laughs> you know it's something when i notice it <laughs> like when yeah. i like when yeah. those guys walk by and Willow's like, they were checking you out. They were checking you out. In my head, I thought to myself, I was like, they're probably making fun of your outfit inside yes. of their heads. And they're going to talk about it later. A hundred percent. Like, what, where are you, you guys going? Are you guys like woodland fairies? Like, yeah. what's going on here? But they're like yeah, I, earthen oh. witch vibes. No. Although I don't know that like a green aqua corset matches From what that. century? And yeah this one i don't know <laughs> yeah so anyway uh willow's singing the, or uh, tara's singing the song i'm under your spell you'd never fuck with my memory you'll never betray me you'd never lie to me you are so perfectly together and willow's like uh-huh uh-huh mm -hmm. willow doesn't even have like a suspicious face at all she doesn't yeah. even like look like oh she doesn't feel yeah any guilt about like mind controlling her girlfriend yep but then uh they do a little nice spin move that takes us to the bedroom great transition. and this is where the <laughs> climax of the song <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it this does. is where this song absolutely lost me <laughs> It lost you here? I mean, I, I, I don't fucking know. hated this. Like, you know, I like, mean, it's oh, so, because it's forced. It, yes. Johnny, okay. the last couple episodes, they they force in like these lesbian jokes. Mm. And this is one of the most egregious things that I've ever seen put to TV. Uh, Tara <laughs> is laying down and she's still singing that, you know, I'm under your spell. And then Willow just kind of like gives her a little like winky eyes. Tara gives her like some come hither eyes and then Willow just like slinks downward out of frame. And then Tara sings, you make me come, please. <laughs> like five times she starts levitating over the bed and she's, we're back in the nether regions. We're back in Willow getting taken to the nether regions yeah. realm. <laughs> we're back in like, the witchcraft being a double entendre for pussy eating. And it's just like, God damn, dude. When they did this, I was like, I can't believe. Like, what are we on? Are we on UPN now? Yeah. Because this is not subtle at all. She went no. down off screen and she's like, you make me come. Please. <laughs> like, they keep repeating it. I was like, they're doing this. They're actually doing this. I mean, this is like the level of... Did you ever see Walk Hard, Dewey Cox? Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. On that level. <laughs> but still a great performed song, a mm -hmm. well-structured song. And yeah. Amber Benson, way better voice than I would. Unless it's like a singing double. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, think I don't it, think, I think anyone else had a singing. Had the, nobody else had a singing no. double. Of <laughs> it's definitely treated. The songs are definitely treated. And, you know obviously but yeah. yeah i don't think i think everyone's singing their 
versus everyone everyone does their own vocals uh but there were like and i don't know who it was but there were like one or two people who just asked not to sing that much but mm. everybody does their own their own vocals mm-hmm. okay i would guess that xander didn't ask to sing much <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my guess, uh, he's, think, he's saying a lot. He's saying a, enough, though. My guess is Willow. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what? She doesn't have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't really have a lot of singing in it at all. Yeah, that's a better guess than Xander. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, so uh, Willow's making Tara come all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and she's making her complete as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she's because, floating. Uh, so I don't know witchcraft. Yeah. Under Ecstasy. her willow tree. Yeah. That was a great line. That was a great line. line. Come on. <laughs> it was an excellent line. Wait, how, how does that full one go? How does the willow tree, what's the full setup for that? Do you guys remember? I forget what it is. No, but it was something romantic, like, oh, and I found myself like in love again under my willow tree or whatever. Something well, like she was, to that idea. Because the song is a lot about like her being in the shadows, but she's like in the shadows under the willow tree. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha which yes. she's like okay with. Yep. You guys didn't think that line. it was crazy that she was like, I know what they see. They see you inside me. And yeah, then later yeah. at the very end, she's complete yeah. inside her. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. I wow, mean, wow, wow. <laughs> I heard that line too, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> the, the craziest thing is that we go from this to the next scene, and Xander is basically figured it all out. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we needed that, but sure. Yeah. They, we have like Tara panting and, and, and floating and screaming that she's coming. And then Xander's like, I bet you they aren't even working. They're not even researching. They're probably just fucking each other. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and Buffy's just, like, just in case on. you didn't get it, just in case you didn't get what was happening. <laughs> Buffy's like, no, whatever. And I'm sure they're trying their best. And Xander's like, I don't think they are. And then they both look like, wait, Dawn is over there. We can't talk about this stuff around Dawn. And Dawn's like, dude, I'm 15. I, I get know it. Things. I think it's, romantic yeah. and they're like it's I not it's kind of romantic. <laughs> the songs and dancing and then buffy and zen are both like it's not <laughs> oh, she's man. like i but... sleep and i sleep across the hall from them i know what's happening <laughs> <laughs> i hear that song every single night Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh at this point they're kind of like well you know, I, I think it's Dawn that brings up like, well, maybe this isn't even that bad. Like, maybe this isn't that big of a deal. Like, it's just a bunch of people singing and dancing. Like, that's not anything bad. And I think this might have been earlier, too. But when Giles asks Buffy, like, what do you think it is? Or like, it's out of the, out of the blue. It's unnatural. And Buffy's like, well, usually if something unnatural's happened, it's usually not puppies and rainbows. Like, something amiss is going on. And we get to see what is going amiss after they're like, oh, maybe this isn't such a bad idea. Maybe this isn't such a big, big, uh, big worry for us. We cut to a just a random guy in in a dark alley, tap dancing his little fucking heart out. And he is tap dancing and he's 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 uh, convulsing. And then out of nowhere, he just combusts. He bursts into flames. And then we get pan over from his charred body to some random devil guy. And he's like, now that's entertainment. 
which from the side I wrote, well, I didn't write it down, but I took a mental note because I didn't take real notes because this episode was perfect. But I took a mental note uh, that from that angle when like, because then it cut to commercial for me in my head, I went, it looks like they've kind of made this demon thing try to look like Guy Fieri. <laughs> you didn't have a little goatee. A little bit. And he had like weird, from, like from that side angle, like watching the tap dancer burst into flame, he had just like a Guy Fieri profile. And then I did this like mental gymnastics of like, when did Guy Fieri become popular? Has he always been popular? Was it only really within the last 10 years? When did this episode come out? And I just ran the gamut of Guy Fieri information that I never needed to know. And You so had you- that two minutes of Hulu commercial time to try and suss it out? Yeah. To be like, yeah, I was like a Charlie Day with like all of the like the photos and like yeah. the strings everywhere. Just like, what is Guy Fieri? <sighs> Smoking My. cigarettes in two minutes. <laughs> Here's the thing, Guy Fieri isn't even real. <laughs> what? <laughs> there is no Guy Fieri in HR. <laughs> no, there is. And he's been asking for his mail for the last three weeks. Oh my god. <laughs> my only uh, note my only note for this scene was Guy burst into flames like a cheerleader. That's oh yeah, was. yeah, yeah. That's a season one throwback, baby. Yeah. Whew. All right. So after that commercial break, we go to Xander and Anya waking up in bed. And Anya's like, you don't got to go to work today, Xander? And he's like, no, I gave the guys the day off. Uh, I couldn't bear seeing them all break out in the song and dance around me while we got work to do. And I was like, yo, Xander's the boss? What? Xander worked he had his team. way up. He had his team, remember? In the last episode. But, but he's like in charge of like, hey, you guys can take the day off now. It's like, damn, dude, that's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess he can do that. Yeah. So then Xander is like, hang on, you want me to make you some waffles? And she's like, oh, will you make waffles with me when we're still when we're married. And Xander has some joke about like, yeah, I'll make them for myself. But according to California state law, they're technically half yours. And they smooch and it's really cute. But let me tell you what is not cute. These pajamas. At least Anya's not wearing her pajamas, her her. Full yeah, body, her little puffy shoulder yeah, yeah. things. I mean, these are also very bizarre pajamas on Anya, and I, I cannot plug Joe's Fashion Report slash Corner enough. Yeah, I <laughs> I saw this. I saw Xander's pajamas, and I saw the collars, and I was like, "This is a Joe." No, no, <laughs> <laughs> the disco collars, not a fan. Yeah. But anyway, they start their song, and their song is. Uh, very cutesy Anya starts singing about you know oh this is the man that I'm engaged to isn't he swell but uh there are some things about him that I'll never tell and then Xander starts singing about Anya and he's like this is my gal isn't she awesome there's some things but uh I'll never tell her what those secret uh pet peeves about them about her are and then they just launch into the whole song about each other's pet peeves about how Xander's got beady eyes and he's lazy and he he uh, doesn't do housework, and he anytime that there is danger, he he relies on Buffy. And Xander starts singing a song about Anya, about how her toes are hairy, and she eats weird cheese, and she's greedy, and and she doesn't really understand the word please. And then they have a huge dance break in the middle of this song, which was fantastic. Xander's not the best um, dancer. No, he's not. But uh, 
I give him props for trying. You know? Yeah, he tried. It was a good idea to have this dance break in there. As, yeah, I mean, as his enormous setup. baggy pants kind of hid <laughs> his lack of rhythm. <laughs> those are those are the baggiest pajamas I've ever seen. <laughs> but uh, so they sing a song about uh, you know their pet peeves, but they are still in love. But they also are a little worried about you know spending the rest of their lives together because marriage is a big step, and they're scared. But they'll never tell. They'll never tell. They'll never tell. They plead the fifth. My my lips are sealed. And they have a nice little chuckle at the end. So Johnny, musical expert, what do you think of this song? Oh, I loved it so much. I think, I don't know that this was like the best number of the episode, but it might have been my favorite. It was just so, I really, really love when there's like an upbeat tempo and it starts out really nice and like, on the surface like if you're not really tuned into the words you're like oh they're having fun and like they're dancing and it's like really like a happy tune right like it's all like major chords and staccatos and like we're having a great time and then like you listen to it and you're like oh my god they're eviscerating each other but like (laughs) they still also love each other and like you can see that because they're like because like you know we're all dating people like they're or we're married vance sorry um (laughs) No, we get advanced. You're married. Okay, cool. (laughs) The rest of us out here. Um, But like, obviously, there's all these things about your partners that are going to be pet peeves. And I like love songs like this because it's like, yeah, no relationship is it's kind of like the whole episode thing. Like, it's not all puppies and rainbows and sunshine and nothing is. And to like, kind of like juxtapose kind of like this, like, semi-passive aggressive type of song over like really happy music is like my jam i love it and they seemed like they were also having a lot of fun and i think like that came across like pretty genuinely so i was like oh and they're also like enjoying what they're doing Mm -hmm. which i liked yeah 100 percent um i have hairy toes guys i have mid digital hair it's a genetic (laughs) thing um when i used to nanny <laughs> the little boy that i nannied was like three and he's like why are you have such hairy toes and i told him that i was a hobbit and then he went to trader joe's and like was in the cart and he like turned to the person behind us in line and went johnny has hairy toes because she's a hobbit and the guy looked at me and i was like yep and he goes oh well that's wonderful and he goes mm, it is wonderful and then we went about our day so Aww, yeah it was adorable. really great i loved that he made that comment about her feet because me too girl me too mm-hmm. me too I'm, i'll throw up my hand here i also have hairy toes <laughs> I, I am uh fairly hairless no. wow. well yeah. we get advanced hairless yeah. and married yeah, you're maybe married that's the secret now, yeah, yeah. you don't have hairy toes we get it <laughs> did, you, did you guys notice the, did joe did you notice the reference to pangs of uh xander having a std venereal disease yes from pangs? thought that was a good yep. little callback to throw in there that was a nice little callback yeah. uh i mean this is just like a, such a fun little dancey lovely tune and like those pet peeves are real like that's what i think of like this is a real love song (laughs) yeah no i agree i totally agree this is that's ah, that's the best way this is authentic like yeah these people really love each other and these are the things they don't want to express to each other because at the end of the day the little pet pv things don't really matter and that's why we keep them to ourselves yep until we break out into song (laughs) (laughs) i have a question about this scene but i'll save it for later and how it relates to something that happens later. 
Okay. Okay. So speaking of not wanting to uh, tell each other about these pet peeves, we then smash cut to from this end of the song to Xander and Anya ranting and rambling to Giles like, we got to find a way to fucking stop this. This song was a nightmare. I couldn't stop singing. I was saying things that I didn't want to sing. I was saying all of these pet peeves that I was kind of trying to keep down and I didn't even want to say it. And Anya right, says something that I thought was absolutely hilarious where she's like, yeah. And it was like, there was only three walls in the apartment. The fourth wall was gone and I didn't know where it went. We were all like singing and cheating out. To, and I was like, fuck yes. Dude. That's so that meta. was awesome. Yeah. She, so also, meta. she also made a, a comment about how like, and it's not even going to be like one of those pop songs that takes off. It's only going to be like, you know, uh, a niche in the book or whatever, like yeah. very like niche musical theater. I was like, yes, Anya. Yes, you get yeah. it. <laughs> she, Yeah. Yeah. She's upset that like, it's not going to be a pop hit. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I mean, she had her bunny solo. I had, had her bunny rock solo and she's like, I need to keep going up. Earlier when you said that you think she was like the, un- the unsung star of this episode, like mm-hmm. I, that bunny part, I was like, oh, hell yeah. She's like just going for it. And then that, like the duet happened and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, she is kill. Like she is the funniest yeah. part of this episode, I think, and all the choices that she makes and what she does. Yeah. And she like commits to it. Like that's where the comedy is, dude. Like yeah. if you're doing a goofy ass musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, like you need to commit. And she went for it, man. And her character has like set up for this is like the perfect vent. The perfect like medium for her character who always says like stuff out of context that shouldn't like just her reaction to Don saying I gave birth to a pterodactyl and she asked, did it sing? It's just perfect to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But they keep going on and talking to Giles about like, you know, we got to get to the bottom of this. We need to figure out. And Giles is like, well, there was some kind of weird thing where people are now spontaneously combusting. And as Giles is giving the details to this, they're walking through the city and like everyone is in their own little private musical. And we see one of those private musical moments about a woman singing about getting a parking ticket for parking by a fire hydrant. And she's like, it wasn't even there before. And this isn't fair. And then we we like pan out to see her little story. And then we zoom back in into like the Giles Anya Xander uh, story and I thought that was just like such a funny little peek into the outside world about what everybody else is going through and what they're singing about and it was just funny and like in the background there's people dancing and doing their own thing very lovely um but basically Giles is we, like well do you want to we hear a to... little do you want to hear a little trivia about this lady singing Ooh. about the parking ticket yes I do that is none other than Marty Noxon that's Marty Noxon yes it is Martin Noxon. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Martin Noxon is one of the several writers of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that always gets a very regal uh, name read from me. So shout out my Martin Noxon. Um, but anyway, they these pan back into Xander and Anya and Giles talking about like, well, what are we going to do about this? Well, well, Buffy is like, really kind of like researching about this she's going to try and figure it out and they're like is she though because i don't know if you noticed because buffy has been like a little bit uh 
I don't know, in theory, she's working on it, but I don't know. And then Xander kind of has to stop Giles and be like, hey, man, we just brought her back to life from some unknown hell dimension where she definitely went. She definitely went to hell dimension. She was 100% in hell dimension. Absolutely. We all know that and all agree about that, right? Like, yeah. All demon slayers go to go to hell. Everyone knows that. If you spend your life fighting hell demons, you go to hell. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's your reward. <laughs> and this our gift. The, the scene kind of ends with Anya patting Giles's shoulder like 75 times. <laughs> it was so, so awkward when she did yeah. that. I was like, oh, is that because she like is a demon? Because obviously I went into this episode not really 100% knowing why she was being so weird. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, maybe she just doesn't understand human stuff. Yeah. Well, that's... she doesn't. She doesn't really understand like, She's kind of like Drax the Destroyer from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like she doesn't understand human interaction or how to communicate effectively. She'll be just very blunt. Even though she should. Um, Yeah, (laughs) she should absolutely understand some of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I want to give Xander a little bit of a shout out and just defend him. He says it's important that we be there for talking about Buffy. And I think that was just a good, like he's, he's been the only one that reacts to her coming back. Like her, him and Spike react to Buffy coming back to life like as traumatic as it should be instead of like Giles being like hey what are you going to do with the rest of your life Buffy I know you were dead uh. you get back to training yeah <laughs> you sure you don't want to go on patrol about these bills? yeah you're not you're not really <laughs> focused on stopping the singing enough for someone that just came back to life like <laughs> Xander at least yeah. has been like hey we just need to be there for her until she gets back like it should take it should take them time also her mom died not too long ago like yeah. it's it's a lot, man. And they just keep yeah. thinking that she's a she's supposed to just bounce back immediately. So after this scene we see what Buffy is actually up to. Buffy shows up to Spike's place. Yes. <laughs> he is so hot. <laughs> He's such a babe. <laughs> I actually think in this episode, this is maybe the least attractive I've seen him. Like, mm. I feel like he's had better looks. Like, yeah. his hair is a little too. I don't know, Joe. Uh, you you could just back. You could just be wrong. So, <laughs> I mean, we've watched a lot of episodes, and I'll I'll agree with Joe. This isn't his hottest look. Yeah, I mean, look, I give. Yeah, I we're give not saying he's not where hot. It's due. We're not he's saying a, he's, dude, not he's a good-looking yeah. dude. Those cheekbones, cut through bone, baby, cut through diamonds. But his hair was not on point this episode. Sorry. Yeah, he's looked anyway. better in better other episodes. He's looked better in other episodes. Johnny, feel free to go back. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, does he sing in like broody '90s grunge in other episodes, or did I? Like, does he do it in Restless? Did I miss something? <laughs> does he do? Does he sing in Restless? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mm. there's one thing that I knew about James Marsters the actor who plays spike is that he is in a band and so i was like oh okay so his song is going to be pretty legit mm-hmm. is it going to be all right um so buffy shows up to spike's place and spike is like what are you doing here do you come to serenade me too and buffy's like oh so you know what's going on and spike's like yeah i've seen a bunch of crazy shit in my day but i've never seen a blah 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 demon sing to a blah 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 thing and it's like oh okay cool and then buffy's like so so are you singing? And he's like, no, for whatever reason, I'm, 
immune to it. Don't don't ask again. And uh, yeah, I, I have a song. Don't worry about it. And then Buffy's like, so do you know what's causing this? And Spike's like, well, you're just here to pump me for info. And Buffy's like, what else would I want to pump you for? I really just said that, didn't I? And Spike's like, oh, oh, oh. So Spike doesn't know a thing. He's like, I don't, I don't know. So get out. And Buffy's like, really? You're just going to kick me out? He's like, yep, get out. And it took me the second watch to realize why he wanted to kick her out. And I think it's because he did not want to sing in front of her. <laughs> oh, that's 100% why he was trying to kick her out. Yeah. Yeah. So Buffy does not take too kindly to Spike's request to leave. So Spike, unfortunately for him, breaks out into a song about how Buffy makes him feel alive, but Buffy's ashamed about her feelings for him. So if she's not going to admit her feelings for him, then just leave him alone and let me rest in peace. Let me get some sleep. But Buffy, I'll follow, I'll follow you to the end of the earth and you have a willing slave, but you just won't accept me. So what's your fucking deal? Why won't you love me? And I don't even fucking, and if you don't love me, then just leave me alone. And then we leave Spike's crypt to go to the graveyard. And Spike does this awesome uh, leap up onto a coffin to belt out his song to uh, with the guys like Paul Bearers carrying the coffin. I love a and good nighttime funeral. I know, right? <laughs> Just a, <laughs> a I, I would assume this is probably like midnight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he jumped up on that coffin. He then just goes over to a funeral and starts wrecking it. He starts grabbing all the people and shoving them and shoving the chairs all around. And he's singing this like super uh, angsty grunge song about like, why won't you love me? And if you don't love me, leave me alone. And then as he's like attacking this uh, funeral that's going on at three in the morning, uh, Buffy intervenes and jumps on him and kind of jumps on him into an open grave. And then he sings his last line of the song about just like, Hey, if you're not going to love me, let me be, let me rest in peace. And then Buffy gets up and she runs away and Spike's like, so you're just going to leave. <laughs> that was my favorite tag little tag at the end of a scene was him being like oh so you're not gonna stay yeah <laughs> be slung about her leaving and buffy's run is our classic oh <laughs> that runaway is so funny looking it has to be a stunt person like it's so <laughs> funny it's i like, don't think it is a stunt person because i think a stunt person would run better than that That's i don't know it's like very Sarah like it's very compact it doesn't look like a michelle geller run it's very like compact and pump knees and elbows like it almost <laughs> looked like they sped it up yeah, it was very bizarre looking, yeah. but uh, so that is Spike's song. Notes on it, Johnny Walsh. Oh, man. Ugh. What a little sex machine. Okay, Spike now is. let's stop objectifying <laughs> and let's stop having the woman gaze. All right, let's <laughs> let's focus think, on the music. <laughs> I think the world could benefit from a little more female gaze. Um, the reason that I we think got enough of that with Willow and Tara, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are checking you out. Good thing you wore that corset. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Spike is like brooding and angsty and like all of this like unrequited love that he's feeling. And he like channels it so well into this like grunge sort of like 
ballad of absolute torture and the whole time i'm sitting there i'm like yes sing it sing it you tortured anti-hero soulless man who probably wants a soul because you want to be with buffy so badly but i don't know how that would even possibly work but i'm rooting for you so hard the only time that i felt like i wasn't rooting for him was when he like threw the bottle of alcohol at the wall because i was like okay borderline a little bit dangerous um but then also, like, he would never hurt Buffy, I think. Has he hurt Buffy, guys? He's a, I don't he know. tried to kill her on multiple occasions. <laughs> oh, okay. But now he loves her. So I feel like now he would. No, even won. after he confessed his love for her and tried to kill her. Oh, oh Johnny, really? Johnny, I want to give you this little tidbit. I this give is you where this context little... is important, you guys. Here's a fun fact for you, Johnny. He has a chip in his brain that causes that stops him from hurting any living being. So he can hurt Buffy. He can't. He, he can, but he'll get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a weird show. Okay. Well, I still feel like he won't hurt Buffy, <laughs> based on this one limited episode where he is angstily singing about how much basically he loves her, but she's afraid of him, or she's afraid of her feelings for him, probably because yeah. she died. And isn't he the only one? That she told about going to heaven at this point. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, he's important to her, and he knows it, and that's why he gets to be all, like, oh, sexy, hasn't showered grunge guy in a few days. I'm here for it. Well, um, Buffy's Buffy lost her virginity to her vampire boyfriend. Her vampire boyfriend, Angel, though, had a soul. And I knew it this. Took his, and it took his soul away from him. And then that Ange- Angelus killed Giles's girlfriend. So this is her mm-hmm. relationship with hooking up with vampires. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, does, stopped the whole family. So, yeah. Does Spike have a soul? Spike does, does not have a soul. He has a chip so, in his brain. He has a chip in his she brain. If she hooks up with him, she can't take his soul because he doesn't have one. So True. who's to say that he wouldn't just continue to be broody, handsome, sexy Spike? Yeah, who is a and slave also, for her that she's not taking advantage of? Well, we so ever but, since uh, Buffy has been brought back to life, the only person that she has felt a kinship with is Spike because she kind of resents the rest of her friends for bringing her back to life, and she knows that like Spike would have never allowed that to happen. Yeah, so she's like, I don't even want to be around like my quote unquote best friends right now. So there's times where she like peels off and goes out alone. And she runs into Spike and she's like, dude, I feel like you're the only kind of company that I can really keep right now. I feel like you're the only guy I can relate to. And me and Vance before Buffy died and was and was brought back to life. We're like, how the fuck could she ever get with Spike? Spike is such a terrible person. But now we're like, we get it. Yeah. Once she got brought back to life, we were like, yeah, it's fine. Um, And for Johnny, here's some context. Uh, Giles and Dawn were not involved with bringing her back either. Giles was yeah. not in town and they didn't tell Dawn about it. So everyone else knew, but they didn't. So, yeah. So she's cool with Giles. Dawn is yeah. a Dawn is a weird character because she is kind of made up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Going with like a context that I understand, maybe something like, I don't know, boys watching movies Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh that's kind of like what Buffy does she like stops hanging out with her friends because she's sick of them and then she ends up with Pike 
So yeah, this almost that. feels like she's Pike. Spike. Spike? Uh, what? Hey. Come on, you guys. Okay, and that, that's my That's not even a Patreon exclusive. That one's on the yeah, regular you can feed. Go back and listen to that. You could yeah. just go. There's also something funny that happens later on that made me think of that episode that we guys did together. Um, what did I think of the scene? I thought it was fucking hot. I'm not gonna lie. I thought Spike. James Marcer's voice was terrible. What? <laughs> I thought it was what? bad, dude. Oh my god. The coldest take of all. <laughs> when he smashed when he smashed that liquor bottle, I was like, what a waste of alcohol. That's what I thought. <laughs> that thing was full. That was full. Little dramatic. I mean, I know yeah. that you have to sing because you have so much emotion and you express it. You could have just done that. You don't need to like break something like yeah. a bottle of booze spike's a, spike's a little bit of an abuser too we've seen yeah. him is he we, okay <laughs> yeah well his, re- he was his relationship his smoking relationship hot. with harmony is a little oh, yeah. not great and drusilla yeah mm. well but anyway so back to the episode buffy gets up she runs away that's the end of spike's song we then cut to dawn dawn coming home she's unloading her uh her backpack, she, Tara walks in. She's like, oh, you got a bunch of homework? And Dawn's like, yeah, I got a bunch of math homework. Math was a lot more fun when we were singing about it. Tara's like, ha, 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 ha. And Tara's like, so Willow's got a lead on what might be causing all this musical stuff that's going on. And Dawn's like, oh, that's good. And Tara's like, yeah, Willow's awesome, isn't she? She's the brainy type. She's so cool and hot and she's so dope. And I also noticed that Tara in this scene, she's wearing that flower, that forget flower, and on her little uh, uh, sh- sweater, she's wearing it like kind of like a brooch or something. Um, but Dawn's like, "Well, that's nice that you're talking about Willow like that again after you know you guys had that big fight." And Tara's like, "What? We didn't have a fight. We never fight." And t- Dawn's like, "I mean, I know what I saw, dude. I saw you guys fighting about like you know magic and." You- willow who using too much magic but like i'm glad that you guys like got over it because you know that's honestly the only fight i've ever seen you guys have and then tara just kind of instinctively looks down at the little forget flower and she's like what what is dawn talking about what's going on and then tara's like oh okay i need to go to the magic box i I need to go investigate something dawn are you cool to be here alone and i'm like yeah i'm 15 I can fucking be in a house alone for 30 minutes and it's locked. It's fine. Don't worry about it. So then Tara's like, okay, I'm going to go to the magic box. So then Dawn walks over to her little jewelry case and she puts on the necklace that she stole from the magic box. And then Dawn starts singing a song. Wait, can we just say her jewelry box is all of her stolen booty? It feels like like all that's just stolen. Yeah. She stole a pair of earrings a season and a half ago. Yeah. (laughs) and then a coin and now this necklace uh she puts on the necklace starts singing about how no one notices her nobody even cares and then she turns around and i got a jump scare out of this because when she turns around when she turns around there is a big uh i just kept kept writing a slappy like from goosebumps she's got a big ventriloquist dummy looking guy and it's three of them and they bag her over the head and they're kidnapping her. Cut to commercial. Now. Goodness gracious. I was terrified. Dude, ventriloquist dummies freak me the fuck out. I think because of Slappy from Goosebumps. 
and I've mentioned like the Chucky Child's Play thing used to like, be a thing for me. But I think I think yeah. inanimate objects like that, like did you, also we also had a Ventriloquist Dummy episode in Buffy, and that was actually yes, really good. Um, so this scene, what do you think of Dawn singing about how no one ever notices her? Because I thought about that, and I it it just rings hollow to me. Like it does not make any sense whatsoever that literally she takes every episode dawn is in peril and every everyone has to save her and like find her and do something for her get her out of she's damsel in distress constantly every episode last episode like where is where's dawn where's dawn where's dawn did dawn go here and i wrote in my notes dawn. oh we gotta we, we can't tell dawn oh we gotta keep this from dawn yeah. everybody's constantly fucking thinking about dawn who is not even real and <laughs> And I wrote in my notes, Buffy died for you, Don. The monks made it so everyone noticed you, Don. What are yeah. you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. you've been the most important part of a whole season. Yes. The, uh, and yeah, and then my other note says, Q, she's a teenage girl, quote from Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I was going to say. She's like a 15-year-old girl. <laughs> I know. Come on, fans. I know. I'm like, let's not generalize about all 15-year-old girls. However, that's what you do. I was once a 15-year-old girl, and I knew plenty of 15-year-old girls. And let me tell you, why doesn't anyone notice me? Why doesn't anybody see me? Why doesn't he want to talk to me at my locker? Blah, 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 blah. You know? Last it's episode, fine. she had vampires wanting to turn her so they could spend the rest of their lives, their immortal yeah. unlife with them. Well... I can't speak for last episode because I didn't watch it, <laughs> but I can say that obviously when she walked in earlier in the episode and was like really excited to talk about school, Buffy was like, oh, dismissive miss, like, did everybody break in the song? I'm not even going to look at you because obviously you're annoying as a younger sister because now I'm learning that Buffy died for her. She has to be saved every episode, yada, yada, yada. Um, but I didn't see how Dawn is carrying some complex feelings of like her mom also died and now her sister died on her behalf. And now her sister's like really detached from the world and she feels alone because like her family is broken. Um, and it doesn't matter who else pays attention to her. What she wants is Buffy's attention and Buffy's love. Yeah. And she ain't getting it. All right. Fair enough. Well, Vance because also Buffy's posited. Oh. Buffy's also the Slayer, so Buffy like has to save people who are in danger. So then I, that also adds a layer of like, is Buffy saving her because she actually loves her as her sister, or because like it's the right thing to do as the Slayer? Or I'm just trying to rationalize it on behalf of a made-up fictional 15-year-old girl in a world that isn't real. Okay. I uh, a character that is debatably real. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have in my notes later, Dawn really plays the My Sister's the Slayer card a little too much for my liking. Hell like, yeah. She's oh. just like, My Sister's the Slayer. Like, she. Yeah, well, my mom can beat your mom yeah, up. Like, she doesn't my like that her sister's the Slayer, but then when she gets in trouble, it's the first thing she goes for. It's like it's like that rich kid syndrome where it's like, Oh my God, everyone hates you because I'm rich. Oh, my daddy's rich. <laughs> like, like, whenever they get in trouble. Like, yeah. Yeah. Do you even know who my dad is? He owns yeah. a dealership. Oh, everyone <laughs> treats me differently because my dad's so rich. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. My dad's rich. He can get me out. So, but it is yeah. also like Vance, you had uh, posited this theory, which was a good theory too, that like Dawn is like doing all this stealing and thieving to get notice and get attention. Yeah. I mean, that's this the is like how she's klepto. dealing with it. Yeah. The classic klepto thing. So next up we have Dawn waking up from her kidnapping in the bronze and she has a nice little dance number with the slappies with the dummies it's very uh, i wrote in my note as very nutcrackery very uh like ballet-y looking um and they're just like having this very soft very delicate little dance number which i thought was really interesting and unique i really really liked the dance number yeah it was it was like Dawn trying to escape and the dummies trying to like keep her there in like a dance fashion. Very interesting. What is that? Fosse Verdon? What, what was that show? Bob oh, Bob no Fosse? You guys know? Okay. All right. No. Interpretive dance. I was in Dublin like a month ago again, like visiting friends when I lived there. Brag. And one of my closest friends is a dance artist. And... At watching this dance piece, I immediately was like, I need to send this to Yasmin because it felt it was just I felt like it really conveyed what was happening. And mm -hmm. it it was like a movement piece, but it also had like some very gentle like stage combat elements that were like woven into the dance portion of things that I was like, I was very impressed, like way more than I thought I would feel about a dance number. Because I love yeah. dance numbers, but I love songs. So, yeah. Yeah, and it made it, I mean, it looked like Michelle Trachtenberg had, had taken dance classes before. Like, she had very fluid movement and everything was very mm -hmm. soft. It wasn't like she was clomping around, you know, like it wasn't heavy heeled. It wasn't like, it was very delicate and soft. And I was like, this is interesting. She might have been one of those people that didn't want to sing also. Yeah, she only she sang it a really little bit. Mm hmm. But so after this uh, dance number where Dawn is trying to escape, the slappies uh, eventually get a hold of her and toss her over to the main villain of the episode, the musical Nameless Demon. Well, he's not nameless. He goes by hundreds of names. I got hundreds of names of people going by. And he starts his song. And I want to say this. They could have cast anybody for this role. This isn't like he's part of the Scoobies. It isn't like he's forced into this. And they went with this guy who I don't think had a very good voice. <gasps> you mean three-time Tony Award winner? <laughs> yeah, I don't think this guy had a good voice at all. Wow. I... Uh... I'm trying to be respectful, but I disagree so hard. <laughs> when have you been respectful, Johnny? I feel like I'm very respectful. Oh my God. Be as respectful or disrespectful as you deem fit. Who is this person? Do you have his history? What did he win Tony Awards for? Uh, so he's credited as sweet, even though he doesn't have like a true name. Um, hold on. I know that one of his Tonys was for Miss Saigon. Uh, okay. I know he I did mean, something for Dream songs. Girls. I know Dream Girls. He was was a part of like that. That he, I, I just, maybe these songs were like out of his range or something. I just didn't feel like they were good. Oh, you loved like Lorne and you didn't like this. 
That Dude, I was watching this and I was like, what a missed opportunity to have Lauren on here. Oh, Hinton Battle. Uh, he was the first to portray the Scarecrow in the stage version of The Wiz, oh, by the okay. way. Yeah. Um, and he's won three Tonys. I know that. Hold on. <laughs> well, anyway, so he sings a song about who he is and what he's here to do. He changes his suit color from red to blue for no reason. He pulls his mouth off to show off like, hey, look at all this crazy shit that I can do. And uh, his song is about how like, uh, you know, when people when he comes to town, everybody starts singing and dancing and they start combusting because they the emotion overtakes them and they can't stop and they can't stop singing and dancing. And they just spontaneously combust and Dawn's the one that summoned him and he's going to take her back to his hell dimension and she's going to be his queen. And Dawn's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I, I'm 15. That's illegal. And she <laughs> says I'm like, 15 so much. Like, yeah, we know that's going to be in like, the, that's going to be in the intro credits next, uh, <laughs> next lead up <laughs> recap. I'm 15. I and love, oh, I loved this musical number so much. It pains uh, me that you don't like it. I couldn't like disagree. It. Couldn't I, disagree more. I, my only critique is that I wish Don had just shut up and just let him go the whole time. I could not look away. I <laughs> my was, sister's a slayer. I was like entranced. I was like, wow. This I, is- I will say the dude had great like presence. He had great stage presence. Like you could tell like, hey, this guy's got pizzazz and he had good like dance and movement and stuff. But I just did not dig his voice at all. Oh, I think I he's por- portraying it. a character, though. I don't think this is his like normal yeah, I think he's doing a demon singing. Like he's definitely. Yeah, I mean, I I got the mass vibes from him. Like, I got the Jim Carrey yeah, the mass I mean, vibes. Giant fucking zoot suit. Zoot yeah, suit. He's ripping off his ma- mouth and stuff. It's very cartoony. But the the I got you know Princess and the Frog, the Disney musical. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I got like that sinister villain like jazzy new orleansy like oh yeah, yeah like Baron maybe there's Sonny a little like whatever. voodoo involved or whatever <laughs> you're ex- oh my gosh you expect them to say zataran <laughs> <laughs> i oh this was this was to me the best musical number in the entire episode whoa you i know don't know how if i said that the, the xander the xander and anya one was my favorite i think uh-huh. this one was the best one Okay. Mm. Clear intention, yeah. and he he sets up so much in that song that gets called back at the end of the episode that yeah. the entire final, without getting too far ahead, Buffy's entire final song is based on something he says in this song, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that like blew it all open for me. And I only got that the second time I watched it. Yeah. The first yeah. time I watched it, it was like the first. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I really like this. But I didn't pick up on everything. And then mm-hmm. the second time I was just like, oh, wow, this is incredible. But I also yeah. love like soulful, jazzy. You knew, you know he's the villain, but he's charming. And there's like a charm aspect to him where it's like, is he the villain? Or like, I know he is. But also, Dawn, shut up. If there was like ever a demon I would agree to like go to the underworld with, it would be him. Like it... As I've gotten older, Fair I'm way more, in, way more into villain songs than I've ever been in my entire life because I think they're like kind of bad, but like I kind of like that they're kind of bad because that also feels a little good. And then yeah, you like Spike. Yeah. I love I love Spike, but he's a villain. If, but based on based on like Spike's song, I'm like not going to the underworld with him. 
based on this demon song, I'm sort of like, I'll is this what life's going to be like? You're just going to tap, we're going to tap dance and serenade and entertainment and I can be your queen for all eternity and this is what I get to live with? Fucking sign me up. Let's go. See, now a villain song that I likened this to in my head was the Oogie Boogie song from Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, fantastic song. I love Same Oogie kind Boogie. of vibe. Yeah. But I fucking love that song. And I thought that this one, I, I was just like not feeling it for whatever. And I think that the Oogie Boogie's, uh, the voice was so much better. Like it's just maybe you I, should I, maybe you should watch this episode once more with feeling. <laughs> Open yourself up to it. I just want to. I want to maybe watch the the actor who's playing Sweet or whatever his name is, uh, in a different role and see like, do I have a different opinion? Maybe because like this is the choice that he made and his. I don't know. It just seemed like it was too low in his range or something, but. Yeah. Yeah, we can I don't agree or disagree. I don't I have deep thoughts on. I don't have deep thoughts on this one just because one, I didn't watch this twice. I think watching this twice, I might have focused on this song more. But this one, I don't really have a lot of thoughts. I was like, oh yeah, he's talking about getting Buffy and bringing her here, and that's yeah. this is where I, Dawn drops. Like, well, my sister's the slayer. Sister's the he's slayer. like, your sister's the what? Bring her here. I also have a theory <laughs> about this demon, but I'm not going to talk about it until the end. Okay. Okay. Okay, because I think what Joe just said about his like choices and he's like kind of feels like a little bit low or whatever, like we should remember that because we'll circle back to it. Right. Yes, I, there is. A I don't want you to have hits. to take a note, Johnny. I don't want you to have to take a <laughs> oh. note. No, my hands are here. <laughs> okay. You can All see right. them. I mean, I will say second song or later on when he's singing, he hits this one note that I'm like, okay, that seems more like his natural actual singing range. But I don't know. I'm not the musical expert Johnny Walsh is, so I'm I'm free to be wrong. He did win three Tonys. Yeah, you can talk about his suit as the fashion expert, Joe, but... Yeah, that suit. Oof. Um, but anyway, we then go to a scene of Buffy and Giles training. Buffy kicks through a board, and Giles is like, oh, okay, and that was pretty damn good. Jesus, you're super strong. Maybe we shouldn't... Uh, we don't really need to work on your strength anymore. Uh, I think that we need to work on some other stuff, and... Buffy just does a casual press to handstand on a pommel horse, which <laughs> what why is that back horse? there? Yeah. <laughs> a lot this of is the, a vampire slayer. Well, at least shape it like a gravestone where she patrols or something. Like <laughs> and then yeah. so Giles turns to Buffy and he's like, hey, so uh, did you end up talking to Dawn about that Halloween incident? And Johnny, here's the context here. Uh, Dawn, uh, last episode. She stole some stuff. She went in to do some Halloween pranks and got uh, hooked up with a, a vampire, started making out, and it was all uh, a big shit show. And Buffy was like, uh, Giles, will you, will you reprimand Dawn a little bit? And Giles is kind of like, oh, that's not really my place. And Buffy was kind of like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. It is your place. I'm going to sleep. Good night. Yeah. And so Giles had to go give uh, Dawn a talk. Giles really wants uh, this undead... 20 year old slayer to be the mom of this 15 year old girl who she'd just known for six months that was made up and implanted <laughs> memories by a group of monks Giles does not want any responsibility of parenting even though he took a job as a watcher which means that you train 16 year old teenage girls <laughs> his so that's song, the context his song makes a little more sense now because at one yeah. point I think he's even just like I wish I could be the 
father figure mm-hmm. to you or whatever and i was like oh he wishes it but he's not gonna do it like that's yeah. right in my head yeah. i was like oh it sounds like you have a lot of wishes here that could you know you could be a father figure if you like really wanted to be <laughs> yeah, yeah he's uh he's complicated now giles is complicated because yeah. he's been buffy's father figure since the show started yeah, yeah buffy's dad's like out of the picture so he's kind of like the stand-in um but yeah he asked uh, buffy like hey did you talk to dawn after that and buffy's like oh i thought that you took care of that and Jaws like buffy you're not ready for the real world i've been standing in your way but i i want to be there for you but i can't but oh my and then he starts throwing cgi knives at buffy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's duck dodging and diving all over. He kicks him. But I'm standing in your way, Buffy. Oh, but I. And uh, he's walking around. Buffy's still doing her little training montage, which he references. She's like, oh, I'm worried that we're going to get into like some kind of 80s training montage. And that Buffy does. But Giles is, Giles is in his fields. And, but I'm worried about my place in Buffy's life. Because I want to be there with a fatherly hand and help you understand. But I would rather be your rakish uncle. Which is. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, and so this then Giles isn't finishes an 80s his song. Montage. Yeah. <laughs> Giles finishes his song, and Buffy goes, Did you say something? And this yes. is where the big question happens. Okay. So before you get to that question, because I also have nitpick in bold right here too yeah buffy is throwing some of the worst punches i have ever seen on that heavy <laughs> bag <laughs> thank you god i zoned in on it so hard i was like girl you gonna break your fingers i was like it is ironic that buffy is throwing some of the aw- most awful crosses i've ever seen like that wrist <laughs> i mean doesn't she have to like train just for the show Dude, like her, her wrist, wrist is, is all bent. It's so bent and, smacking oh. into that heavy bag yeah She's injury prone. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I was like, that is terrible. Um, and this is not an '80s uh, training montage. It's the music video montage, but it's not an '80s Rocky esque I don't think they. I don't Buffy's think Buffy's going through that well, '80s she's montage for but sure. But I feel like the '80s montages usually have a little more. Uh, I guess I'm thinking of the more upbeat ones. It's just she's doing these flips. I don't know. It feels like. It's I, thought, flips, I thought that was like a callback to Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, when she goes through that training montage. Yes. Which didn't come and, out in the 80s. Yeah, it came. I thought it came out like 89, no? What is 89? What? Hold on. When did yeah, it come out? 93, maybe. Yeah. No. I could be wrong. I think it's in the 90s. The training montage in Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie oh, yeah, is 92. more like a, yeah, it's more like a, traditional movie training montage yeah. where you cut from different things this one feels like the training montage that you get in a music video basically yeah yeah fair enough like I, a I creed just, music yeah. video yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm not knocking it it's a good thing but it's not they didn't go full 80s uh parody you know mm. yeah they could have gone after the 98 degrees music video the hardest thing because mm. that's mm. a boxing match music mm-hmm. video female gaze or they could or they could have just done a little or they could have just done straight up rocky they could have what was 98 degrees big song 
It's the hardest thing I'll ever have to do to look you in the eye and oh, tell you that. I don't love you. Oh, they also had um, True to Your Heart, which is from the Mulan soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. True to your heart. You must be must true be to your heart. And yeah, then dude. the heavens will part and baby shower you with my love. Yeah. Yeah. Do, they have Does some that, other ones too. <laughs> do they have any problematic members right now that are coming out due to like releases of someone's book? Nick Lachey? Oh, no, 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 no. That's <laughs> insane. I no, think 98 sing, Degrees is okay. Did okay. they sing Cherish You? And I do uh, cherish you. Cherish you. Evidence of my soul. It's beyond my control. I've waited so long to say this to you. Yeah. Guys, I fucking love boy bands. That yeah, was dude. my my generation. <laughs> yeah. 98 Degrees had some bops. They weren't even my favorite. NSYNC was my favorite. To, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'm glad that you agree because some people say Backstreet Boys and I'm like, meh. They, were, they yeah. were good. I don't hate them, but they were not top of the tier. <laughs> yeah. Let's be real. I, I was big NSYNC. I mean, Backstreet Boys are good. I remember there was one called Five and so they had lazy. a song- yeah, it was like five dudes. They had a music video. It was in a bowling alley. And it was like, I remember that song being bad ass. Uh, like, like Liquid Dream by O-Town? Dude, Liquid Dream. I met those that guys in Disney so World. Good. <laughs> I met them in Disney World. The guy you- had a world industry skateboarding belt buckle on. And I was like, yo, great belt buckle. And he was like, you skate? And I was like, hell yeah, I do. And he was like, sick. And then we went on our merry way. Great. That's a beautiful exchange. That's even yeah. better than the Hobbit feet story. Yeah. Okay. Mine... Is LFO a boy band too? The, the light funky ones? The, yeah. The Chinese food makes Didn't me they sick. they have girls in their band? No, they had three. LFO was three guys. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking of S Club 7. Yeah, you're thinking of S Club. Yeah. S Club. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Also, do you guys remember the, like, the MTV parody boy band Together? Yes. I fucking had both of their CDs and watched every episode of that TV show that they spun off of the movie. Weren't they like 50 years old or something like that? Or they're like all weird looking? No, but they were like older. Yeah. Like now I see photos. I'm like, wow, that I bought it. I bought that they were all like in their 20s and they were not. (laughs) There was like BB Mac as well. I remember Uh, BB Mac. Until you're back here, baby. Yeah, man. That's how fucking rolled. (laughs) Yeah. And then, of course, who could ever forget, uh, I met these guys when I was doing uh, fucking, uh, there was a thing in Baltimore called the Weather Kid, and I got to be the Weather Kid and do the weather, and this fantastic boy band. Was it Hanson? No, it was. <gasps> they were from Philadelphia. Was it Boys to Men? I wouldn't you call bet your boy- ass. I- it was boys to men. Motown Philly back again. Yeah. Um, I got Are to go. Are band? Yeah. I-, I. I was wondering why we haven't brought up like you know One Twelve, Jagged Edge, uh, you know Drew Hill, any of the black Dude, boy bands. Jagged you know? Edge. I- black Black Street. Hey, black Street was here. Where the party at? Um, 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 I yeah. wouldn't refer to boys to men as a boy band. Because they didn't they do men. all of like they were, the, they were men, yeah. And they, they were did, boys too, men. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also one of like the pillars of boy bandhood is like stupid choreography and dance numbers. Boys yeah. to men had so much like natural vocal talent yeah. that they did not need all of sort of the smoke and mirrors of everything. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I went to a live taping of 
I don't even remember what show it was, but it was like a thing a couple years ago. And, and Boys to Men did like the intro music and they like came out and I was with my friend Stephanie and, and they were like, oh, welcome Boys to Men. I never have screamed so loud in my entire <laughs> life because I didn't know that Boys to Men was going to be there. And she and I were like, ah, like jumped up and down. And then the rest of the show, it was like, they like redid like the facts of life and family matters but they like recast it with like jennifer aniston and uh kevin hart and all these like big time a-list people i as soon as boys to men came out i was like fuck everyone else i don't need to see anything else i this was all i needed i only needed boys to men and i'm good i don't and i watched obviously and i stayed but i was sort of like can you bring boys to men back out here yeah was kevin hart urkel (laughs) I feel like that'd be perfect. No. To, he would have to be. <laughs> he can't be what like uh, what was the when was the son was the I don't even remember. Oh, I remember Zirkle. I don't remember you guys. I don't even know. <laughs> if it he, was the was he Carl Winslow the dead? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I honestly don't even remember if it was actually the Facts of Life. Those are just like two old shows okay. I yeah. am yeah. thinking of. Uh, and to be fair, um, I don't think Boys to Men would like to be called a boy band anyway. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As I was as I was they're, like telling the story, I was like, uh maybe they're a man not band. A boy band. Yeah. Yeah, That's why I was like, band. is it a Hanson or yeah, I just wanted mm-hmm. to shout out some of the other people in that era. That's all. No, I mean yeah. freaking Blackstreet. Yeah, no Blackstreet was huge, yeah. You kidding me, bro? That shit was fire. Yeah. Should I get down? Good low. Baby got them up and all over town. I can't go yeah. that low. <laughs> 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 I tried though. Uh, should but, we talk uh, about this uh, Buffy? Yeah, I was going to say, Johnny, <laughs> what do you think of the, the Giles song? Oh, man. I, I came know. in with high expectations for Giles' song because we've seen him sing a bunch of times in this show. And I was like, man, he's got a good voice. Also in a band. I'm disappointed by this one. I don't know that he needed his whole own number. Like, mm. I, no, I mean, like, I, st- I think he's talented, but I think that song went on for a little bit too long where I mm. felt like it was dragging a little bit. And I was like, okay, we're well, like, you're not adding new information. Like, we understand, like, you're feeling complicated about being a father figure. Like, you kind of established that pretty quickly. So we can sort of move forward. Uh, the, the pushback on that, like, you're not wrong, you but... But Spike's song, we get what he what he means too from the beginning of his song. I don't think there's. Yeah. I, I don't think. Sp- I, need, I don't think Spike I need is, him to say. Let me. Spike is let me rest smoking in peace. Let, smoking oh, that's hot. Where it comes down. <laughs> let me rest in peace. is pretty succinct. So. But yeah. also, you need Spike to have a number like that so that later things pay off and mm, you see like yeah. why they pay off. Well, this one joins up with one of my favorite things in any musical is the reprise so that's kind yeah. of what i like i mean yeah yeah i think giles yeah. just isn't smoking hot so maybe that's where i'm at wow could be you know yeah. you're gonna me and joe would you know never what? me and joe would never we would you wouldn't never. are you we, sure we would mm. never go like oh tara's song didn't look wasn't that great because he was wearing that awful 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 outfit <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, she overcame that corset. Mm, she overcame see? hard. Yeah. She overcame. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is that your comment is about Tara's one poor outfit choice, not on whether or not she's smoking hot, which yeah, but we're not is judging, different. But we're also not judging her, the quality of her music based off of her appearance. 
I just have to talk about like I feel like Giles is saying better in other episodes. Like I just I think that he's got the vocal talent, but like yeah. I don't know what went on with this song. Yeah. And then especially in the next scene, I was like, what the fuck's going on with Giles? Should we talk the next about, scene like Should we talk about the nitpick though? Before we get to that. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh my so god, we, we didn't got, even talk about the nitpick. We got yeah. on the boy bands and we almost missed a big nitpick. Yes. Do you want to take the lead on this show or should I? No, 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 you do. Because I, re- I, I remember at the top of the episode, you're like, oh, uh, what? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I forgot what I was talking about at the top of the, anyway, in this song, in this, in the Giles Buffy scene, Buffy goes, huh? What were you saying? She doesn't hear what Giles has been saying this whole time. Yeah. And earlier we saw Xander and Anya singing, about their pet peeves and they all heard it. Mm-hmm. And then Buffy was also with Spike and she heard what Spike was saying to the point where she got up and ran away, physically ran away from Spike. So why doesn't she hear what Giles yes. was singing? Yes. Maybe she didn't hear Spike though. She And Anya, Anya and Xander heard yeah, each other because they were both part of that musical number. Like they were both participating in it. And Spike's song I think she hears Spike's song. She gets up and I runs away. Yeah, she does but I wonder, hear. She definitely does hear Spike's song because later in the episode, she says, "Why? Why do you want me no, to do that? Yeah. You said that you wanted me to go away." See, I was I was under the impression because whenever a question like this arises, I'm like, "What would Discord say? What? what are, where am I going to get corrected here?" Yeah, but also and my thing. She's he he tells her to leave before he breaks into song, like he opens the door to like try to get her to go. And then he sings. So then, like, if if we operate under the theory that she can't hear him and her automatic, like, some for whatever reason, now she's in a grave with him and that's like she's coming to, my mm. instinct would also be to jump out and run. Mm. I know I'm not saying that I agree with that. I think yeah. she probably did hear him. Except, but if you except operate... That she, except that she does reference, like, the song that he sang to her later on in the episode. Mm, I might have to watch it a third time. <laughs> so this is this yeah. is my logic going into it. Mm-hmm. Xander and Anya can hear each other because it's a duet. They're in their same gotcha. song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was like, maybe that's the logic here because this is a Giles solo. But then I thought about the Spike song, mm-hmm. and I was like, did Buffy sing it all during that song? And she doesn't. No. So yeah. why does she hear Spike and not hear Giles unless it's like a thing where? Buffy doesn't really respect Giles and she doesn't even care to listen to him. And that's kind of maybe a little point in his song about like he's standing in her way and she doesn't. But yeah, I, I don't know. I just didn't understand why she didn't. Maybe because she was too focused on training or whatever. My, and she was in slow motion yeah. and he was in regular. It's, it's, <laughs> I wrote down nitpick because it doesn't really bother me. But it was one of those things where it was like there for like a convenient sake so that she doesn't yeah. hear what he says. You know, like because Buffy sings at the end of this by herself and everyone hears it you yeah. know so it's just a nitpick but i also I want mean, to say also, about she yeah. also went outside at the beginning of the episode and she heard the guy singing about the mustard stain yeah uh yeah. so uh, my other issue with this giles song he says i'm standing in the way and i just fundamentally don't agree with that i don't feel like him i don't feel like he's holding buffy back okay not even from disciplining Dawn herself? Like Yeah. I mean, he if he didn't live in their house, she would have to do it. I mean, 
Like, mm. he seems like he's standing in her way for her to grow and be a better... I can't tell if he wants her to be a better slayer just to get over the trauma that she's been through or just I'm in her way so she can't raise her 15-year-old sister. Like, I don't know what he... Because he's been around this whole time. His title is Watcher. Like, yeah. I don't know where... I get, I get the drama that they're trying to build, but I don't know if I believe that he is the cause of the drama that he's singing about. I could see that, yeah. But anyway, so Buffy didn't hear anything that Giles sang, and then we go out into the magic box proper, and we have Tara entering the magic box, and she's running up the stairs to the secret stash of haunted books in the uh, second floor that's open to anyone that wants to climb a ladder. (laughs) And she's looking at her forgetful flower and she's researching. She opens it right directly to the exact page that she needs to. And she sees the exact sketch drawing of the flower that she's holding. And it says next to it, just like, uh, this is flowers for memory loss and mind control. And she's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? And then so she starts singing. Uh, Willow and Buffy are in the magic box as well. And she starts singing like at Willow, who cannot hear her. She starts singing at Willow. And she's kind of like, I trusted you. I'm under your spell. It's like a reprise here. Yeah. And great, great mm-hmm. reprise. Yeah. Or reprise. I, I know we had a debate about this, but it's Johnny. Tell the debate. How do you say it? Is it reprise reprise? I think that language evolves. And I think however you want to say it is your personal choice. We did get schooled on this by Alex in our Discord, but I forgot what it was. Sorry, Alex. Alex, our Discord. uh, Our Discord musical musical expert, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny because I thought I was your musical expert. So on the podcast. You're not the Discord musical. You you're a you're a lurker on Discord, okay? Alex is chiming <laughs> in all the time. I am yeah. I'm very much a lurker, you guys. Yeah. I apologize. I do yeah. read pretty much all of it though, to be fair. Oh, I know. And it, yeah. there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, this is a reprise reprise of Tara's song, I'm under your spell. And this time it's a darker tone of like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm actually under Willow's spell. She's controlling my mind. This is fucked up. And I, I'm i back in the shadow. I'm back in the darkness. And I thought that you were supposed to like take me out of the darkness and bring me into the light. But you're just like shoving me even more into the darkness. And I was like, fucking awesome. This was my favorite. Yeah. Just this little and then Giles back. comes out. Giles comes out and he joins Tara in song and he's singing, but I'm in the way of Buffy's growth. I'm in the way of progress, aging, and the show with these 20 year old teens. <laughs> and he and Tara join up together in their songs. And I thought this harmony sounded very bad. I don't know what happened here. They did not mesh well, in my opinion. But I loved what they're doing because Giles is singing at Buffy again. Tara singing at Willow. Neither of them can hear him. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're singing at them in the traditional it's, sense. I think they're singing about them. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Well, they're like facing them. So it's like if in the physical realm, they're singing at them, but it's an introspective solo. So it's like they uh, aren't doing it. But uh, so, yeah, they finish their song and very interesting stuff going on here, man. Like this episode is so interesting. They say they sing. I wish I could stay, don't they? Yes. So it sounds like, oh, is Tara going to break up? Oh, is Giles going back to England? Yeah. Fancy. I mean, Willow is literally gaslighting Tara. Yeah. Like, High and not flame. even gaslighting. She is, she's, she's not Blow even like, oh. Gaslighting. You don't remember? Like, I never said that. She's just full on like, we're not even going to gaslight you. We're just going to literally make you forget. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wild. She's got off flamethrower gaslighting dude. <laughs> it is it is one of the darker moments joe brought this up last episode and it's like one of the quiet quiet dark moments when we see her do that to tara yeah and tara has already had her mind sucked by a hell demon in the previous yeah. season and so. tara also has had like a traumatic childhood where she thinks that she's gonna like turn into a demon on her 20th birthday or yes. whatever and her family like her family ostracizes too, her. Yeah. yeah, so Tara's just a victim throughout. But um, so yeah, they're singing about you know, hey, we need to fucking uh, leave Buffy and Willow basically. And then they finish their song, and Buffy and Willow kind of turn and they're like, oh, what you what you guys singing about? And then bursting through the door is Johnny Walsh's crush, oh, Spike. Spike. And he's got one of those dummy slappy boys. <laughs> and he's like, hey, uh, mates, look what I found. Look at it. Look at this guy. Look what I came up with. And they're like, oh, this guy is uh, part of the reason why we're all singing and dancing. And then Spike shoves the slappy and he goes, go on, sing. And then we get this orchestral swell. And the dummy just goes. My master wants uh, Buffy to come to the prom. <laughs> I love that. Doesn't sing. I didn't love it. So fucking awesome. Oh man! But uh, also in this moment, we have Tara being visibly upset with Willow, and Willow's like, "What's going on, Tara?" Um. So yeah, the dummy is like, "Yeah, we, my master wants Buffy to come to the bronze. We have uh, we have her sister," and they're like, "Oh, that's it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they just shove Spike and runs out of the bra- out of the magic box. And Spike's like, "Huh, you're a strong little bugger, isn't he?" <laughs> Maybe one day you'll be a real boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Great. very funny. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the uh, slappy escapes, Buffy goes, "So Dawn's in trouble, huh? Must be Tuesday." <laughs> <laughs> and isn't this an Which iconic is- quote? For the show. Yeah, yeah, it has to be because like Buffy the Vampire Slayer itself was airing on Tuesdays. And like this is a every week it's like, oh, must be Tuesday. Dawn's in trouble. Yeah. And but then, no one cares about her. No one cares about Dawn. No one pays yeah, her any yeah, attention. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And so Willow's like, all right, well, we're just going to stand here. Maybe I can do a spell. And then Tara's like, no, don't do a fucking spell. Don't, you're done with spells. And Willow's like, what? What's up with you, Tara? Okay, damn. Why are you yelling at me? And then Xander's like, well, we got to go help him. We got to help him. Giles is like, no, 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 no. We're not helping Buffy at all. Buffy, you got to go and do this alone. And then Spike intervenes. He's like, are you serious, dude? 
we got to go help her. You know, she, this is what we do. We got to go and help Buffy. You're really not going to help her? And then Giles says, if I want your opinion, Spike, well, I'll never want your opinion. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I thought they were on good terms at the end of last season. I know. Like, what a fucking sick burn on him. If I wanted your opinion, well, I'll never want your opinion. Now, Dang. was it a sick burn or does it make Giles look like kind of a child? I think it's a very sick burn. Uh, I love I burns think it's that Giles don't... being an asshole. I think Giles love... looks awful in this scene. And I don't, he get, I don't understand what he's doing. I don't understand he, it at all. He does look evil. He does uh, not evil, awful <laughs> in the scene. But I love the burn because he's burned Spike like this a bajillion times. And they're always pretty damn good. And I love a burn that isn't like name calling or cuss words. Just uh, if I wanted your opinion, mm, well, I'll never want your opinion. Yeah, I don't like the burn. I don't like this as a burn. Just because I don't like when you start something like that. And instead of having a real punchline, you go like, oh, the thing I said at the beginning, I don't I don't mean the beginning part of it. It's like a lazy punchline for me. Okay. Yeah. It's like a psych. Yeah, it's like a psych. That's what it is. Like, if I wanted your opinion, psych, I never want your opinion. That's exactly the same thing as that he said. Come up with something. When I want your opinion, it'll be maybe just from Giles. No, if it felt extra. It also just didn't make any sense. Why are they not going to help Buffy? Why does? Because, but I'm standing in your way. They didn't think that last season when they saved when they went to save her. Like, yeah, they didn't think about it fucking like two episodes ago. ago. Yeah, <laughs> two episodes ago, he's walking around the graveyard with just a flashlight trying to save Don. Like, I understand why Giles might not want to do it, but I don't understand why like all the other scoobs are like, okay, I guess we'll go along with Giles. I don't understand what Buffy's going to gain saving her sister for the second time in what, like a week? Yeah. By herself. What is she going to gain by this? Yeah. Normally, but, Buffy's uh, the one saying, I don't want you guys to come because you'll get hurt. Yes, that's true. I don't know. But this is where Spike turns around. And he's like, can you believe these guys? They're not going to help you. I'll help you, Buffy. And Buffy goes, didn't you just sing a song about how you don't want to be around me and you don't want me to you want me to leave you alone and rest in peace? And Spike's like, fine, I hope you fucking die. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that he also says. I uh, hope you die and something like you and the little, the little bitch. bit. Yeah. yeah. And I was thinking he always calls Buffy bitch and he calls uh, Don bit. And I think that might be it. I think that's I what it that is. You, 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 you theorized about that earlier. I don't think that's what. <laughs> All right. I don't think that's he it. He thinks Buffy's a bitch and he thinks uh, Don's a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Buffy I'm going to have my own headcanon. I don't care. I'll have my own headcanon. <laughs> Everyone else on Discord seems to. Yeah. Maybe, maybe bit, B-I-T means bitch in training. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Johnny. You're welcome. You're welcome. <sighs> but uh, so then Buffy's kind of like, really? No one's going to come and help me to save Dawn. All right. Fine. Fuck you guys. She- I mean... Spike also Please. literally just offered to help her and she like smacked it away. So I didn't yeah. really feel any sort of sadness for her in that moment anyway. Yeah. But like, you at least friend, had one. Her, her friends had brought her back to life, decided not to help her. <laughs> so Buffy's got a little angst there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reasonably so. Oh, great. Thanks for bringing me back to solve all your problems. Yeah. So then 
Buffy heads out on her own. And now Buffy has got this sick, sick leather jacket on. It's got like, it's not like shoulder pads, but it is. But it's like shoulder horns. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah, going on. It's a little, it's it's really a little puffed dope. up on the shoulder. Yeah. It is dope looking. But this is Buffy uh, singing her song about, I touch the fire, but it freezes me. You sing it, Johnny. I look into it and it's black. (laughs) Yeah. And meanwhile, she's walking around Main Street. The whole town's on fire again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, it'll be fine tomorrow. (laughs) No one will even talk about the day that everyone broke out in the song. Yeah. Well, she she has to walk through the fire. Yeah. It's not even a metaphor. It's literal. It is yeah. a metaphor in song, except that it's actually happening, which I think takes... Sunnydale's been on fire, like, every other day. Yeah. The magic box, the whole main street gets smashed up every other day. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, she's walking around main street alone, and she's singing about how she can't feel anything, and she just wants to feel alive, and she's numb, but she will walk through the fire, and then Spike, we get, uh, we go over to Spike, and Spike's smoking a ciggy. And he's singing about like, oh, I hope that bitch dies because if she dies, I, I'll be free, but I better go help her. But he also <laughs> starts with the line, this torch I carry is burning me. I'm like, because he's carrying a torch for her because he loves her and it's done nothing but burn him. It's beautiful and yeah. angsty and but so full of I, love and also hate and angst and self-hatred and more love. And why did she shut him down? And oh, so But then hot. the like punchline of him like, I guess I'll go help her. Like, it's yeah. so funny as well. well his line. Well, I, I, I'll let you go on because I, I wrote down some lines from this. But yeah. Oh, OK. I mean, if you want to. No, no. Yeah, you might on. get to some of them. I don't want to. I want to step I'm on any toes. To. Yeah. But uh, Spike, yeah, Spike is singing about his conflicting feelings. and He's going to go help her regardless of her turning him down because he's like, oh, this is what I what I feel is right. And this is what. You know, I'm meant to do and I love her, so I'm going to help her out, I guess. But if she dies, whatever. But I don't want her to die. If she dies, I want it to be me that kills her or some shit like that. He goes, first I'll kill her, then I'll save her. No, I'll save her, then I'll kill her. Yeah. So then we go over to Giles singing about like, maybe we should actually help Buffy. (laughs) This is (laughs) like Like she just walked. She She just left. He's singing about like, oh, is Dawn in danger? Oh my God, should I actually go help Buffy? And Xander's like, we should probably go help Buffy. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go fucking help Buffy. <laughs> they're like 15 feet behind yeah. her singing. <laughs> and then we have like Buffy walking alone at night singing. She'll walk through the fire. And then there's like this weird intersplicing of like Scooby faces next to her. And then the the demon guy in his zoot suit. And he's singing like she's drawn to the fire. And uh, Willow has a great line here about, I think this line is mostly, mostly filler. filler. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Great line. And it's perfect for her to get that line because she's awful. Yes. Willow sucks. But yeah, this, this uh, song takes us all the way to the bronze where Dawn is being held captive by Sweet. I have, uh, to, I have to give a shout out for Anya's line during the Walk Through the Fire song, which is, she came from the grave more graver, which I like. Yeah, dude, Anya has some of the best lines in this episode. Yeah, she key. killed it. 
Mm-hmm. She kills uh, it. What do you think of this song, uh, Johnny? Um, I feel like it was fine. It had a little too much going on. Mm-hmm. I am glad that I watched it twice because I feel like if you didn't, you would miss things because there are so many like intercuts with mm-hmm. the demon and then back to Buffy and then on to different people, um, which is effective and I didn't hate it. I just think, I don't know. It was just a little, a little too much. Yeah, there's also like a lot of people singing over each other too. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, that I happens agree. though in musicals. Yeah. Oh, I they get really happens, big at that. Was, uh... Yeah. I like that Buffy so then... kicked the doors off the hinges like she's oh, angel. Yeah, she did. She like she's angel. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy arrives at the Browns now, and the demon is pleased. Oh, I love a good entrance. Well, how do you feel about death scenes? And Dawn's like, I swear I didn't do it, Buffy. I didn't do this. <laughs> Buffy's like, I don't even give a fuck anymore who did it. <laughs> and then the, the demon's like, oh, so you're here. You're coming to uh, get fucked up. I'm going to mess you up. And Buffy's like, here, let's cut a deal, dude. How about instead of taking Dawn, I'll be your bride. If you can't kill me or whatever, if I don't kill you, I'll be your bride in your hell dimension. You can we'll be saving Dawn. And then the guy's like, oh, most intriguing. Well, wonder why. Why would you do that? Because, uh, you know, we got all this musical shit going on. And then I have to say, Buffy starts singing a song and she turns to the audience she breaks the fourth wall, looks right in the camera, and tells the audience that they can sing along. And then the song that she sings it has the most complicated time signatures in the world that no one could ever sing along. It's got like staccato breaks. None of the stuff like comes back around to sing. I was just I, like, how the fuck could anybody sing? I thought they literally were going to do the lyrics in the lower third with the little bouncing ball oh, thing. That I thought it was going to be the literal awesome. sing-along where everyone could like sing along to it. And it'd be like a little kid song, that it, but it's super dark. And she broke the fourth yeah. wall. She looked right yeah, at us. She's like, hey, if you want to, you can sing along. And then it's just <laughs> yeah. such a crazy song. <laughs> I couldn't keep up at all. Yeah, it was like very uh, like uh, strikes, a lot of strikes going on. And then it'll flow into something. For like the chorus a little bit. And then it'll go back to the striking. Like violin strikes and shit like that. And meanwhile while she's singing this whole thing. She kills all the dummy guys. The slappies. And she's singing about how. Quote unquote awesome life is. But it's really not that awesome. And she's like oh yeah this is great isn't it. This is fucking fantastic. So as she's killing all these dummies. The Scoobies arrive. And and Giles shows up. And he's like oh god she's fighting this demon. Anya. Tara, Buffy needs backup. And then Anya and Tara go and they're like backup dancers and backup singers for Buffy, which was what a great, what a great play on the words. Yep. Uh, And then Buffy uh, starts singing. You know, she's still singing about how awesome life is. And if life is so great, like, why is why is it so terrible? And then we get into the meat of the song. The really heavy, hard hitting shit of the song that made me go. This is how they find out? <laughs> the fact that they, in this episode, you find out about 
that Tara finds out about being mind controlled by Willow mm-hmm. and the Scoobies find out about this in this episode mm-hmm. is like amazing because it's amazing storytelling. It's not just a one off episode that's just like, oh, it's a musical, whatever. It it carries so much weight of the whole series yeah. and the season in this episode. Yes. Like it's so much, super impressive. so much pent up emotions, dude, yeah. like so many pent up things going on. So many secrets coming to the surface. Amazing. Yeah. This you were about feels like a good time to circle back to what I was saying about okay. the best song being Sweet's like musical number earlier. Because he has a line in it where he says something along the lines of, um, you know, everything is wrong if somebody thinks life is a song. And then when mm. Buffy sings at the end, she literally sings like Oh, life is a song. And then when we get, I don't know if we want to get there yet, but when we get to the end and they reveal everything and then Spike comes in, he says to her, like, life is not a song. And that, but that has been set up from the like demon coming in in the first place. And then you sort of see like, oh, when Buffy's singing about how, oh, life is great. Life is swell. Like, all these like kind of stupid cliches about life and she's like you know obviously disenfranchised with all of it she gets into that sort of like give me something to sing about life is a song and that's when she kind of then the guy's like oh i have her or whatever she breaks into her like dance number because she's bought into this like oh that was the whole thing he set up which is like life is a song it's not and once somebody believes that like that's the end blah 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 right yeah so here Is the one question I pose to you. Is the demon actually the villain or is he the anti-hero of the story? Oh. Because he, the real villain of the story is that everybody is not communicating with each other about the things that are hurting them in their relationships. And he, by passing this like musical spell on everyone, makes all of these things come to the surface. He's and like, like a great therapist. It's, it He's an antihero. <laughs> Who kills a bunch of random other people, which doesn't matter because sure. as we know, the Scoobies, the Scoobies don't care about random other people too. If you're not no. in their circle, they don't care. People can burn up all day. Yeah. But right. it also goes to what Vance is saying about this being not just a standalone episode because all of these things are coming to the surface. But that's the whole point of this demon whose whole deal is smoke and mirrors. So his whole thing is an act. He changes his suits. He can take his lips off his face. He's all distracted and distraction because in order to get people to talk about what they really need to talk about, he distracts them all with this musical entertainment. But yeah. in doing so, gets everybody to sort of face the things with each other or themselves that they need to. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a great point. I mean, he could have just got Wonder Woman's lasso of truth and just like wrapped it around the city. <laughs> You know, so I don't know if she exists in this universe. Mm, Yeah, that's true. I don't know. We did take over the Justice Mm. League. Yeah, he did take over Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, back to this. Right. Um, Buffy begins to sing, you know, her song about like, give me something to sing for. And then this now is how it gets revealed that Buffy starts singing about like, I was in heaven and I was expelled from heaven by my friends. And my friends took me away from heaven. And now I'm back in hell because of them. And then it cuts to a shot of Willow. And Willow looks horrified. 
because it was Willow's idea to like her big idea to like bring her back. And all the other Scoobies are looking like, what the fuck? Are you serious? Even Anya's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and Anya's like the most unfeeling character in this whole fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, so then once Buffy starts singing this song about, you know, yeah, I guess life is a song, whatever. The demon knows that he's got her and he's kind of like, oh, shit, this came to the surface. Oh, right. Buffy jumps off the stage and she starts doing the spontaneous combustion dance. And just as she starts smoking, Spike grabs her and he's like, hey, life is not a song. Life is just life. And in order to stop the way that you're feeling and all of this trauma and shit is you just got to keep on living, dude. You got to keep on living because one of us has to and I'm dead. And he's mentioned that he's dead like in his song like a couple times. And heavy fucking scene, dude. When and yeah, yeah, I never really thought about it that way though, Johnny, with the demon like getting everybody to do their harsh truths out to each other. I I don't think the demon's goal is that though, because the people's thinking about mustard scenes and parking tickets, so it's just like you're thinking about whatever's happening to you. It just happens at this fifteen-year-old. And he's also there to get a bride for some reason. <laughs> and he talks about all the other worlds he's taken over and stuff. Um, my yeah. question is, Dawn, after Spike says something, Dawn shows up and she goes, the hardest thing in this world is to live in it. Is that a line from last season? Yeah, it's one of the things that Buffy tells her before okay. she jumps to the hell dimension. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, because I didn't know that reference, so I rolled my eyes real hard and was like, okay, 15-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled my eyes, but then I was like, this is definitely a callback, because if it's not, this is the lamest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. certain it's yeah, one of, it's like definitely one of the something. things Buffy tells. It has to be Dawn something as like she's that. about to jump to her death. Even if, if it's not then, it has to be when Dawn was like very suicidal, you know, yeah. like... Which he didn't believe. It had to happen sometime last season. So Spike and Dawn kind of snap Buffy out of this trance, this combustion dance. And we cut over to Willow, who's now just like hysterically crying. And the demon is like, well, 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 isn't this something? Oh, even if I didn't actually make you burn up and burst into flames, I still ruined your life. (laughs) (laughs) And then Willow's like, leave and he goes oh i smell power <laughs> he's like i'm getting the fuck out of here no, but he's like well i'm not leaving here without my bride and he goes over to dawn and dawn's like i swear i didn't do it okay and the demon's like no you definitely summoned me and dawn's like he keeps saying that i didn't do it i didn't summon her and then the demon's like well that necklace that you're wearing that's my talisman all right so you definitely did summon me and Dawn's like, no, actually, I saw this at the magic box and I was cleaning up and I just kind of mistakenly took it. And and then Giles is like, so wait, if it was at the magic box, that means one of us. And then Xander slowly raises his hand and he's like, it was me. And they're like, Xander, Xander. And he's like, what? I thought it'd be fun. I thought there'd be fun music and we'd be dancing. And I just wanted to have a happy ending. And everyone's like, uh, but up, but up, but up, but up, Xander. 
<laughs> and Xander's like, oh, does this mean I have to marry you? And this guy's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> hey, none of that. I, uh, I might do a lot of things, but I won't do that. Yeah. I think we can waive that clause. <laughs> and then he just, the demon just leaves. He goes, well, I'll made you guys' life terrible, so I'll see you in hell. And then just disappears. Now, here was my question, because I was very confused. So Xander found this talisman and then used the talisman to summon this demon? Yeah, I don't know. I was confused about how this worked. Again, we've been saying all the time, the magic box needs to be shut down burned to the ground or something they can't just be having if someone came into the store giles and anya would have sold that talisman to someone yeah they would have absolutely marked it up charged someone like 150 dollars and sold it and not even thought twice about it and then did a dance isn't that also the risk with like going to an antique store and buying like an old piece of jewelry no that's the risk for that it's haunted or something well, that's the risk of the person shopping at an antique store. Not the it's different when the person selling it knows all the stuff that these things can do. I feel like people in antique, antique stores know what those things can do. <laughs> they have like weird history about things. I mean, like I love Antiques Roadshow, right? And those people bring in stuff and they're like, oh, it was like my great great grandmother. She said it was haunted. And I don't know, what's it worth? And then like you find out later that it's like so-and-so's great-great-grandmother who like died on the rms titanic and this was like <laughs> their doll and like the spirits inside of it or some crazy shit vance is rolling his eyes at me <laughs> it's, it's completely two different circumstances completely <laughs> the world of sunnydale we know magic and demons and alternate universes exist so yeah. okay i mean we could talk about multiverses but maybe that's a whole nother podcast yeah well yeah hey, it's going to be really it's going to be really hard to find an antique shop that's going to sell something that's going to conjure a dancing musical conjuring demon because if there was that you would have found it Johnny you would have yeah. found it already it would be part of these sides yeah you would have already <laughs> have looked for this my biggest regret in life is that i have not yet found it so. exactly <laughs> but a girl can dream but if you were in sunnydale yeah. you could just go into the magic box and actually have them deliver it to your house yeah, you could call him up and be like, hey, you got that amulet that summons a magical musical demon? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we like, got like three of those in the back. Great. Yeah. Can I have one? Hey, sir, um, I heard you need a demon queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I volunteer as tribute. Yeah. I don't think that relationship will last. You, you get a little tired yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, we try to outshine each other. I don't think he would take well to it. Yeah. I love that you're the I love that you're the bad guy in that scenario. <laughs> there are no bad guys. There are no villains. There are Everyone's only the anti-heroes. Hero. <laughs> Everyone's the hero of their own story, Vance. That's it, Vance. <laughs> My point is Xander somehow summoned this and then left the uh, who Talisman did, like on the counter. Yeah. Yeah. I just And he didn't did he how did he know what it did? Yeah. I don't know. It was just very, it was very like quick. This is one of those that you just, this is one where I'll, I'll turn my brain off for that. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if anyone, you guys watched it twice. I didn't know if there was something that I missed. So, nope. You didn't miss anything. I (laughs) honestly was like totally shocked that Xander raised his hand. 
Because yeah. the only person I ever saw with the talisman in this episode was Dawn. So I was yeah. like, yeah, of course she took it. Like, she... I was like, obviously she's a stealing problem based on the, yeah. like, previously on Buffy. So she obviously <laughs> stole it. I was like, I never yeah. saw her summon something, but also I didn't get to see her math musical number, so yeah. who knows? I I also was like, at first I was like, wait, if you just put this around your neck, it summons them? Like, because that would be crazy. Like, you have to do a little bit more, right? Like, a, say, summon dancing guy? I don't know. Yeah. Magic is interesting in this world. Yeah, if, I would have. That would have been funny to like have a flashback when Xander raises his hand of him yeah. like summoning it. But yeah, that's one of those ones where I was just like, "All right, yep. Xander All right. did it." Yep. Okay. But anyway, so the demon fucks off back to hell, and he's like, "Have fun with all your secrets out in the open later, losers." So he magically turns to pixie dust, goes back to his dimension, and the Scoobies are all left there, mouths agape flabbergasted and then they're like i mean i guess we won but i don't feel good uh where do we go from here and the song is all about like where do we go from here we all want to be together and we all want to like fight demons together and we're all a united front but i don't trust any of these motherfuckers like buffy has resentment towards the scoobies because they took her out of heaven Willow's been mind controlling Tara. Xander accidentally brought a, a musical demon, and he and Anya have like little pet peeves about each other. Giles wants to leave back to England. Buffy hates everybody. Spike has feelings for Buffy. Like everybody's at odds. And then they're singing about where do we go from here? And Spike is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not singing a song with you guys. You don't even respect me anyway. So he leaves. And as he's walking out, camera follows him. And after he's taken a couple steps away from the bronze, Buffy comes rushing out. And Spike is like, what the fuck? What are you doing here? Dude, get back in there. Finish singing your song. Finish singing your kumbayas. Uh, and fucking leave me alone. And Buffy's like, I don't want to go back in there. What if I don't want to go back in there? And then Spike is like, the day that you find out what you want, there's probably going to be a parade thrown because you have been confusing the fuck out of me. And then Buffy starts singing her. He also he also says that the parade's going to have 76 trombones, which oh, is a music yeah. a music man reference. It's a musical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 76 trombones led the big parade. Big parade. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Erie, Indiana. Um, so, <laughs> so, he's, so then Buffy starts singing to him. She starts singing... Walk, she walks through the fire uh, and then Spike starts singing a song back at her and they all combine in the loveliest little way and then they smooch and then the big the end comes up and I think earlier in an ep- in the one of the songs somebody references like this this uh, this musical can't be over until somebody gets kissed or something and then they kiss and it's like oh there's the end there's the end for you even with the curtain closed. Yeah. Very I feel like fun. you're underselling the kiss. It was yeah, I mean, passionate. They go hard. It was sexy. It was yeah. paid no, off. He he said, oh, I've got your back, Slayer. And then when it came time and she was in her combustion dance, he literally grabbed her and had her back. Yeah. So 
I don't know. <laughs> the Scoobies were just watching. They were just going to watch Buffy go up in the They face. were. They were just wild. <laughs> Absolutely wild. They're so bad this season. <laughs> yeah. We're firmly in the fuck the Scoobies uh, camp yeah. right now. Yeah, and, uh, yeah that Johnny, seems fair. Johnny, we have brought up in this show, the kissing in this show is just full on makeouts. It is not TV kissing in the show. They yeah. go oh, yeah. hard. Yeah. It's not camera trickery. No, yeah. It it's is. not lips pressing and you just like move your head side to side. They get in there. Yeah, they yeah. were playing some like hardcore tonsil hockey mm-hmm. in that yeah, in that final scene. I was like, I almost was expecting the sort of like the like the dip kiss, like very romantic. Yep. But then they just like smashed their faces together. Yeah. And I was like, actually, given all the angst. Yeah, I guess that actually makes way more sense than a cute romantic. This is yeah. like we are trying to find reasons to live. So let's <laughs> just eat each other's faces. <laughs> Fuck till dawn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that movie from Fuck till dawn. <laughs> 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 I mean the time of day, not the character, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to uh, another movie. Yeah. yeah. But that is where the episode ends. Fantastic episode. Very poignant. And like my girlfriend said that this is the only episode of Buffy she's ever seen. I'm like, why? How could you possibly understand anything that's going on? Like there's so much context. And stuff that you, I feel like you need to know. It's one of those things, if you saw this, why would you not watch more of the show? (laughs) Yeah. I agree with that. Because I really had very little context for what happened before this musical episode. So again, watched it once, then did a Wikipedia that like caught me up on everything I needed. And then my feeling after the episode was over was like, well, what happens next? I guess I should just... Go back to the beginning and just get all the way here. (laughs) I am so excited to see what happens next. Like this episode is great. It lives up to the hype, but there are game changers in it. And I'm so curious how they go forward. And I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, for the musical episode, like, you know, you think of musicals like Johnny was talking about as like these bright fun time things but this episode is dark as hell Mm -hmm. there were so many minor chords i was here for it i was like oh give me the spicy angsty minor chords i want them all (laughs) yeah all right i think everybody should do favorite song least favorite song from the episode my favorite song both of the Tara songs, like when Tara, except for the I, you complete me. That was dumb and lame. <laughs> but I'm under your spell. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. I mean, like, I was right. blown away by Amber. I was like, whoa, Amber Benson. All right. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of good imagery in the lyrics, a lot of good uh, double entendre. And then, like, the reprise gives it a whole new meaning, and Tara takes a whole new meaning from it. Like, I fucking love the meaning in that one. Uh, least favorite song? Maybe Spikes. I just didn't think that his voice was very good. <laughs> Johnny rolled her eyes into next Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I kind of might be same with you. And again, none of these are like really bad. But if I have to go least, I might go I might go Spikes because I didn't hate Giles' song as much as Johnny did. But I don't hate Spike's song either. I really loved the Under the Spell song. That that and a reprise. Like, I love a good reprise, bringing it back with 
Yeah. Even though it's different context, it's different context, even though you know the words the first time you hear it. And if mm-hmm. you know, like we knew what had happened. So we hear it and we're like, oh boy, you're singing yeah. the wrong tone. And then she finds out. So I just love that tying in. And yeah, I guess, I mean, there's no song that really, that real that I didn't really like. I mean, maybe, I don't know if I like the Anya Xander song as much as you guys did, but I don't know if it's like my worst Okay. I mean, Johnny's sticking her tongue out. We're getting a lot of facial reactions here from Johnny. <laughs> Talent-wise, <laughs> Xander and Anya probably don't have like the best voices. Yeah. To you know, like, I get it, but I felt like that one was like very fun. Yeah, I, I like the set piece. I like the classic like couple at, in the house, like Fred Astaire esque vibe to that. Yeah. All right, Johnny, musical expert. What do we got? I think that the best sung song was under your spell i think it was beautiful Mm -hmm. until the end i also didn't like the complete stuff (laughs) i can't believe they did that (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's not subtle at all uh that was the best song i'll never tell which is the anya and xander song i think was my favorite because it was so fun and Mm -hmm. i agree i don't think they had like the best voices Mm-hmm. but they fully committed and it felt very like real yeah. and like relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Spike's song. It wasn't my favorite, but I felt what he was performing. So I think that that was valid. Uh, my least favorite was probably the Giles song. Not because mm-hmm. I thought it was especially bad or anything. I just think it was a little too long, but that's because I wasn't really feeling it. And damn, what you feel, which is the demon song, take Dawn out of it. That song I would play like in my house, like <laughs> randomly. Like that song had like, oh, it was incredible. Yeah, I. Is this playlist I feel on kind Spotify? Of similar. Oh, yeah, it's probably. I mean, there's got to sure. be like a yeah. whole be, soundtrack right? for this. Yeah, yeah, I would assume. Yeah, I feel kind of similarly about the Giles song too. Like I. I I was a little disappointed at it because we've seen him sing before and I was like, whoa, all right. And like, he's been in a bunch of musicals. Like he was in like a Rocky Horror Picture Show production and stuff. Like he's like a well-respected musical guy, I feel like. And then like, I was just very disappointed in the the Giles song. Uh, There is a soundtrack and I have the track listing in front of me. And it includes all of the songs from this episode, as well as the main title. As well as the suite from the episode Restless, which features mm. Willow's Nightmare, First Rage, and Chain of Ancients, as well as the suite from Hush, oh. which features Silent Night, First Kiss, Enter the Gentleman, and Schism. It features Sacrifice from the episode The Gift, and then there's a demo for Something to Sing About, which is Buffy's uh, song at the end, but the demo is Kai Cole and Joss Whedon singing it. The demo oh. version. I saw the Joss Whedon it, at the beginning. It said all music and lyrics and stuff was written by Joss Whedon. I was like, that cannot be true. It wasn't could there be. another? Wasn't there another? Uh, wasn't it a different arrangement too? It was two other people that did the musical arrangement. I um, mean, I, I was like, yeah. Joss has got that musical talent. I didn't know that that he was like a musical talent person. He got into musicals with that uh, Doctor Horrible's boss. Uh, oh, remember? you're yeah. right. Dr. Harble sing-alongs yeah. thing with uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yep. Oh, wow. All right. Well, fuck me. 
Well, that is a wrap for uh, Once More with Feeling, everybody. You guys got any final thoughts on this one? Great episode. Yeah, we like the show. We like the show. <laughs> I really still think that the demon is not the villain in the episode. I think the real I mean, demon is everybody's breakdown in communications with the people that they care about. Uh, yeah, fair enough. And the demon take. is the anti-hero who reveals it for everyone. Decent take. I, so I like so your team Xander. Thanks to Xander for summoning this demon. Yeah. Hop in the Xander debate channel. Xander <laughs> actually did some good. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you got to give Xander credit if this happens. So, yeah. I feel like. Xander is really divisive, so... He absolutely is. Uh, <laughs> I, absolutely I, is. I I, which that, is crazy how divisive he is now. Dude, it's yeah, divisive I posted younger, a thing about yeah. that about in the Discord. I was like, it's crazy that we have a Xander debate channel and all these people re-watching know what Willow does. <laughs> Joe has been on the anti... Like, a little bit of, like, the whataboutism with Willow since the beginning of this show. Where Xander gets flack and then Willow does something and she doesn't get as much flack. And like people who have been arguing with them that have seen the whole show. So we have not gotten to the point of Willow mind raping her girlfriend. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, I don't know I mean, what Xander's going to do later. I don't know what he's yeah, going to do later. So, yeah, I mean, Xander I, I definitely gets some credit for, uh, summoning the demon anti-hero who actually does everybody seems really sad at the end of the episode pretty much and he's like oh tell me you're happy once more with feeling like clearly nobody's happy but you have to be unhappy before you can heal all of the wounds so mm. xander gets some credit for that he also gets credit for doing that adorable duet with anya because that <laughs> gave me such joy that how could it not so he also gets credit for telling Giles, hey, we just brought this girl back to life. Okay, let's yeah. get her. Let's let her ease it. Seriously. <laughs> I, I don't know. Giles is like, seems... let's not help her save her sister. We're staying here. <laughs> <laughs> he seems loyal to Buffy. I feel like that must be worth oh, yeah. something. Yeah. You yeah. know? For sure. Oh, it keeps you alive. Yeah. How could you like <laughs> totally hate him if he's loyal to the Slayer? I don't know. Mm. Mm. Oh, someone's uh -oh. gonna have to hop in that that Discord Touchy debate subjects. channel. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, good. Yeah. Give me some other angst to point my direction towards. All right. So yeah. the next episode, Vance and Johnny, if you want to partake in this, next episode is titled Tabula Rasa. Blank slate. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah. There you go. Um, I had predicted that. Willow was gonna they would have to like exercise the witchcraft demon from Willow but I think now that she knows about the heaven situation she's gonna be so afraid to use magic moving forward mm. um and I think Tara will eventually leave Willow because I don't think there's any coming back from having this happen and mm -hmm. I think Jazz is gonna start planning his escape I think that two shot of them saying I wish I could stay or something was them being mm -hmm. like, no, this is our like hero shot of our disappearing, you know? They both are still guest stars. I mean, Giles is special guest star. Yeah. And he was main cast before yeah. before this season. So, yeah. I think this episode is going to be everybody trying to move on from all those secrets that they, they're going to like talk about the secrets and all that stuff. And they're going to try to move on and have like a blank slate. But 
it's going to be in the back of their head and there's going to be an explosion at the end and the Scoobies are going to be like fractured. Or this is an episode that's in, entirely in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> or, or both. Or Willow just says, you know what I didn't do with that memory thing? I didn't make everyone forget. And she just wipes everyone's memory completely. Oh my God. I could. Oh my God. That'd be fucking maniacal, dude. Yeah. That's wild. I'm I glad don't that, have oh. enough context to give my opinion. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> Sometimes we don't either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we just take wild swings in the dark, but. Maybe the blank slate is that uh, Tara is going to leave and so is Giles because they're going to start their own fresh start futures. So that's their blank mm. slate. And then. Okay. Buffy and Spike are going to start the blank slate of their love connection. So they're going to put all of their past drama behind them so they can be happy together because Spike is a beefcake. (laughs) And Anya and Xander's blank slate is going to be that they're going to elope and their blank slate is marriage and they're going to move forward and start their new life together. Uh, and Willow is going to be terrified to use magic again, so she's gonna like promise not to use it, and that'll be her blank slate. Is that right. I, I want to see Willow go through like magic withdrawal, like she has to like actually <laughs> yeah. like lift something up, and she's like, I can't I just use magic? I gotta go to the remote control so far away. Uh. <laughs> I have to flick the light switch. What? Yeah. <laughs> I have to go to the buy to buy groceries at the store. store. This fucking sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, that is our episode on Once More Worth Feeling. Johnny Walsh, thank you for joining us, musical expert. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. Check out Johnny's musical improv shows. They're a blast. They're always a good time. Um, it's going to be, the next one's going to be for this Friday, actually, coming up. November 3rd. November, November 3rd. 3rd at the yeah. clubhouse. And it's free, right? Yes, it's free show. Uh, come on, come all. We have a couple of really good fun teams. We have an accompanist who makes up everything on the spot like we do. So it's always a pretty good time. He's great. Hell yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, join our Discord. Join our Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Boys Watching Buffy, where we're doing Boys Watching Angels, Boy Watching Movies. We just did uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh, we got Joe's Fashion Report slash Corner. That one's going to be fucking hot this week. All right. I got lots of opinions. You got a little sneak preview on the episode. But uh, yeah, that one's going to be scorching. Uh, if you want to get a shisha shout out, Apple Podcast rating and review, Spotify rating, uh, send it over to us. And uh, merch, new merch, Espresso Pumped is out. We also got the classic merch. We got the one Starbuck town. We got the we like the show. We like we got the classic just boys watching Buffy. We got Amy's rat flakes. We got Amy's rat flakes out there in the wild, everybody. So give that a look and we will see you next time for Tabula Rasa.
So that's my refrain. I live in hell, cause I've been expelled from heaven. I think I was in hell.